Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores, and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm going to respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not going to be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you got to be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldoja.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's going to suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast, Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. Welcome, my friends. Social Q&A Live episode, Ninja Cuban, number 29. Today we are... Today we are feeling good. I am feeling very good this morning. Whoa. Whoa. Slow down. Slow down a second. That's my own phone going off there. That's weird. That's weird hearing yourself back in a second. Anyways, as I was saying, we've got some shit to talk about today. Uh, I'm in a very playful, very very fun mood. Just been cranking it to some Disney music. However, we've got a very, a very, I was going to say dark, not dark, deep, very deep. We've got a, a, a situation today. Today's a situation. That's what we're talking about. Uh, overcoming your sexual inadequacy. And I've been liking uh, the, the last few social Q&As where I've just kind of been skipping the context to begin with and just diving in on some real tactics, some really good, just some good shit. I feel like it's a good way to begin. <clears throat> and I'm kind of having to really shift gears here because I've got a very intense Instagram message, DM from the gram. Uh, no names mentioned about some sexual inadequacy, a guy who hasn't had any sexual experiences in the last seven years. Even just saying that is very heavy. That's a very heavy thing to say. And he, for lack of better terms, fucked up his experience with this girl. And it's quite an in-depth message. And there might be some details I have to leave out. I'm quite sure that uh, I definitely won't be using his name. So I will. I think he'll be okay with me going into a lot of it. But so there's that. And when we're talking about sexual inadequacy, what does that really mean? Sexual inadequacy both operates psychologically and physically. We're going to talk about both macro and micro here. We're going to talk about the macro mindsets uh, behind sexual intimacy. And if you've been a guy that's either you're a virgin or you've been virgin status for a long time, and I mean, like you just haven't had sex in a very long time, what that means for your macro psychology coming to that experience with a woman, what that means for pacing, that means for comfortability, what that means for ideas of romance and love and sexual connection, just in a much larger way in your approach towards it in general. That's something we're going to talk about. But there's also the micro. There's also just the physical tactics, what's recommended for someone uh, who is sexually inadequate in a more tactical sense. Because really they go together. You can't, you can't have sound, sound macro sexual based mindsets while also having terrible terrible micro execution they they come together and so anyways i've got to i'm going to dive into this guy's dm i'm going to give him my full recommendations i'm probably going to use the example of a 17 year old or an 18 year old maybe that version of myself actually who i can give a lot of more specific examples to there's a couple stories i want to get into i think i have mentioned this story before 
By the way, I'm just seeing a lot of you guys pop into the chat now. Thank you for being here. I'll address you in a second, but I'm just riding on this for a second. Pinning up a few things. Uh, I want to get into the first story. I think I have mentioned this story before, but I've had to be really careful with it because there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of details I should not mention, a lot of names that should not be mentioned of my uh, first threesome experience when I was 16. And there's something I want to get into with that. I just something I, as I was looking, reading over this guy's message, like, hmm, that'd be a good story to tell in this podcast. So we're going to get into that. Uh, there's also some things to do with just, yeah, just uh, there's a lot. There's, this is going to be a very deep. I was just literally fucking bagging it out to this incredible, I want to be like you uh, from uh, the Jungle Book. And I'm all of a sudden realizing that I should have been listening to something much, much slower because this is going to be a session. So you guys got to buckle up right now. So I'm going to give this guy's Instagram message, which if you guys aren't already following me there, as at Tang one Tang one Now I want just you guys up in this chat. Ski is up in this chat saying, yo, good to have you here, my man. Good to see you still plugging along. I'm going to get some water. Great to have you here. Uh, Justin H is coming in with Let's Get It with a flex. He's flexing on us today. Don't mind that. Infinite Paradox. This bottle is wet as fuck. Infinite Paradox comes in saying, hey, hope all is well. It is infinite. The sun is shining. I have the window open, which last week I got fucked over by because there was so much noise in the neighborhood. We'll see how long that lasts. It's pretty quiet right now. And uh, Sal's up in here saying, hey, mate, hope you're doing well. Uh, he's got a question. By the way, Sal, I've just noticed when reviewing the last few social Q&As, which, by the way, haven't even got to the context yet. I'll pause that. In the last few Q&As, Sal, I've gone back and looked over the chat box, and I've seen that you've tried to drop a question. Here, yeah, yeah, you got this thing here that says, and Sal says, and how to avoid getting identified as one of those. Thanks, mate. However, Sal, in the last two Q&As, your actual question hasn't been there before that. So there's been nothing for me to answer. So I'm glad I can see it now, though. I see you've got what do girls really mean when they say all guys are the same. It's a good question. So that's actually a good segue. If you guys are new to this live stream, social Q&A live, any questions you guys have on dating, social dynamics, relationships, anything in general in the world of human interaction, we'll get that once I get off, uh, get off this preloaded, preloaded question, preloaded story. Uh, Infinite Paradox says, heck yeah, Kevin B says, good to be here, Adam, and thank you for being here, my men. Thank you for being here. Good to see you here. Good to see you all live and well. So, yeah, you guys can drop those questions. If you're up in this live chat right now, uh, just to help support the channel, support what I'm doing here, please drop a thumbs up down below, and you can just preload your questions. Last thing I'll say here is that if you want to get your question bumped to the top when it does come time for Q&A, you can donate to this channel uh, through the Super Chat and anything you guys do. Did you see that? My beads just dropped. How does that even happen? Like, there wasn't even a strong breeze. Just uh, some of my mala beads there just dropped. I don't like to wear these though because they make a lot of noise. <laughs> that just, that was very strange. Hold up, guys. For those of you on the podcast, my mala beads just dropped off their own volition. There's no like, there's obviously some kind of spirit up in this bitch. There's some spirit up in this room today. That's a weird shit. Okay. Oh, shit. So we just got our first super chat. We haven't even gotten to the bloody podcast yet. From Oli Shkomo, Oli Shkinani 9, saying, Yo, Adam, have you any special tricks for closing? 
uh, Oli, he's just dropped uh, two euros on that. Thank you so much. Because we're not in the Q&A section of this podcast yet, we've only just begun, uh, could you please drop me some further context around what your regular closing is? Because that's a super chat. I would like to dive into that. Special tricks, it's going to be relevant to where you're at in the journey. Closing tactics for someone who's six to, t- six to nine, nine to 12 on the clock face of social dynamics. It's going to be very different to what I recommend for an absolute beginner. So let me know what your current closing tactics are and I'll give you some real specifics around how you can improve those. Thank you for that super chat. And he'll be the first super chat, first question that we get to when we do in fact get to Q&A time. But overcoming your sexual inadequacy, both on a macro and micro level. So I'm going to read out this guy's uh, question to me on the gram, keeping things very, keeping things rare. No names mentioned, of course. But it's a, uh, yeah, we're going to have to uh, kitty cardu here. We have to drop, drop a level. I like to keep things really fun to begin with, and, and I've tried to uh, try to do that here, but I'm realizing that just going through this guy's message, this is not going to be, things are going to get philosophical. Things are going to get spiritual. Things are going to get quite deep. So this guy reached out to me on Instagram saying, and I just want to make sure I'm recording here. Yes, we are recording. Very good. So he came up to me on the gram saying, hey, Adam, I wanted to share something that just happened recently. A female friend and I have known each other for six years. I tried getting romantically involved with her in the past, but she turned my advances down twice. Back in December, we were both starting to get physical and agreed that it would be just intimacy with our feelings. The few times we were both in bed, I had a hard time performing because I was stuck in my head knowing that she has more experience than I do and is currently still messing around with another guy. Last night I got a bit too angry over this difference in experiences between us, and she was feeling bad slash uncomfortable over my temper. Today we got to speak about it. I I sincerely apologized for how I acted and ultimately felt it was best for me to step back from any more intimacy with her because of my limited experience. In brackets, it's been seven years since I last had intercourse. And brackets. And I was also starting to romanticize the sexual activity between us. She accepted my apology and didn't think much of me stepping back since she was going through her own funk. So we're currently still friends, which is what I value the most. I felt the need to share this story because I feel like I finally broke my attachment to wanting sex from her and decided that I needed to invest time back into my inner garden and cultivating my purpose. Thank you for repeatedly making it important to fix yourself first before getting the girl. If I had to ask you about my scenario, though, knowing that it's been seven years since I had successful intercourse with the girl, how do you recommend I go about working on myself before getting back into dating? And that's it. So as you can see, the energy just shifted big time. Things, like I said, prepare yourself for this. You are jumbi jumbi, you're going to prepare for this. So there's quite a lot to this message. <clears throat> there's quite a few segments. There's a, there's a lot of ways we could take this. Just the fact that this guy hasn't had sexual intimacy in seven years. I want to address the first, well let's, well, let's start at the beginning. Then. Let's start, shall we? We can start at the beginning. When he says that, the, 
They've been friends for a long time. We've got to keep that in context. They've been friends for like six years. And things had be- started to become physical. That's in his own words. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm assuming that's pre-sex. Whether this is you guys are getting, you know, hugging a lot more. Maybe this, maybe there was some kissing. I don't know, but it's definitely not sex at that point. And then he says that back in December, so this is, we're in April now, it's like five months ago, they they started to get physical and agreed that it would just be intimacy without feelings. The few times they were both in bed, he had a hard time performing because he was stuck in his head knowing that she has more experience than he does. And he's still currently messing around with another guy. So there's actually two, two huge rabbit holes here. There's part one. He's very much caught up in himself. He's caught up in himself. He's caught up in his ego. And he's playing the comparison conflict of, well, she has more experience than me. And I actually made an entire, an entire podcast in this. I made an entire podcast called What If She Has More Experience Than You? And uh, it didn't get a lot of traction. Guys just could not relate to it. I'm not sure why that is, but... It was based on one story in particular. Anyways, I digress on that. Uh, there's that because it's not going to address it today for those of you that haven't seen that. So there's his comparison to a girl that has more sexual experience than him. And then there's also the other part of that. She's messing around with another guy. I actually have a client. I have another client who's probably listening to this right now who has battled and battled with this of being with a girl that was messing around with other guys, yet they were in a set up. They were set up into a casual open relationship. So it's expected that your girl should be seeing other guys and maybe we would just enlarge talk about how to handle those feelings and psychologically how to handle it. Because for those of you that are new in the journey of social dynamics, you may not be enlightened yet, but you should not be entering closed and locked relationships off the get if you do not know yourself in relation to others, have not built your social dynamic skill set, you should not be locking off those avenues of learning. So anyways, putting out of the side, it's, there's actually one little extra thing that he said that he got mad about it. He was getting mad. I just want to make sure I get his words without sticking words in his mouth. He had a hard time performing. Had a hard time performing because he was stuck in his head with his the experience. She has more experience. Messed around with another guy. And then the other night he got a bit too angry over these different experiences. So that right there is a huge... It's a big no-no. It's a big no-no in the sense of a girl shouldn't have to put up with that. There's just something stuck in my mouth here. Give me a, give me a it's like a seed of stuff. I don't know what the hell that was. Anyways. Okay. Sort of my thoughts out here because there's a lot to dive into. Not only is it very disrespectful, it's extremely disrespectful uh, to go through a sexual experience of a girl. You fuck up. And then place that anger and direct that anger towards her. You know, there's, there's, there's many things I could say on that, but I'll just leave it at that. It's very disrespectful. And that you guys have a friendship, so it doesn't surprise me that she didn't just completely drop you cold and doesn't want to communicate with you at all. However, I would not be surprised if, if as a result of my own lack of self-control and emotional control. By the way, I didn't even mention this before. This week's uh, article in the Bowl Sip, free weekly email newsletter, we're going to be talking about the masters of destruction. And it's going to be a lot to do with how to control your emotions. And so uh, 
that might be something that this guy wants to dive into if he's listening to it right now. But anyways, moving on past that, if you lacked the emotional control and a sexual experience because of your sexual inadequacy and then had the had the chops, had the audacity to try to communicate that to her and not be able to separate yourself from that experience, it's it's very disrespectful and I would be I would hope the girl in that experience uh, took the necessary action and punished you so forth. And that's that's what all feminine beings should do. If I was the woman in that situation and I see a guy you know, starting to lose his temper or start to get angry because he can't physically, sexually perform in this moment, yeah, that's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable behavior and that I would, if I was a woman, I would drop that guy immediately. And the only way that he would learn from that and the way that he needs to learn from that is reason that that's not acceptable behavior. Now, it's good. I know that in his message here, he said that he was able to apologize to her in post and was able to rectify that, and that's really good. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to see that for yourself. But for I guess I'm in more large talking to other guys here. That's unacceptable behavior, and you should not be surprised if a woman drops you because of that. Now, let's move back to the sexual inadequacy of part one of why was he getting so upset? He's getting so upset because she has more sexual experience than him. Why would you get upset over that? I know why, but I'm asking you why. And for all of the other guys thinking about that, put yourself in this position if you have not been in this position yet. You get into a sexual experience of a woman and you know that she's been of many more other sexual partners than you. Why would that make you angry? It doesn't really make, like in a logical sense, it doesn't really make sense at all. Unless you were concerned with your own ability to perform and your own ability to be able to match up to her other experiences. So therein, that, therein lies a little enlightenment for you. That he says at first that I got mad because she is, and I was getting mad over her having more physical experience or more sexual experience. But that in and of itself is not the issue. For me, what I'm sensing is that the issue is far more to do with that you're comparing yourself and you're, you're, you're turning that, you're inflicting that, you're, you're misaligning, you're mislabeling what's actually going on. You're misattributing where this pain is. You're attributing the pain to the fact that she just has had more sexual experiences with more sexual partners. But no, it's actually how you are interpreting that for yourself. As to, well, I'm in this moment unable to perform. So how is she going to compare that? And how is she going to compare that with me? And how can I compare myself to the rest of her partners? So this is, this is very much about when we go through experiences like this, and what I recommend to this guy is that we have to uncover the delusions of our thought process because it's very easy to say, I just got angry because, you know, she has so much more sexual experience than me. And maybe you start to think like, you know, maybe she should have, she should have been guarding me or she should have been uh, more empathetic towards me, et cetera. And you just, you play the blame game. You start shifting out the, the blame onto everything else but yourself. But what we realize is actually, it's far more to do with you. And this is, uh, this is interesting. As we were going up into this podcast, I was debating as to whether I wanted to go into the micro tactics of sexual inadequacy and really to dive into and to uncover what was your sexual play like leading up to it before that, physically, psychologically as well. Or are we going to get into the deep spiritual and deep psychology first? We kind of, we've almost, like I've kind of, I've, I've taken your head below the water we haven't gone too deep yet, and I'm still thinking it's like it's not too late to back out and and, uh, and kind of switch gears here for a second. I think I will. I think I will. 
because I might lose a lot of you if we go too deep too soon. There are there are a few podcasts where uh, where where this can happen, and I've reviewed them and I thought, hmm, hmm, I'm, I'm kind of only maybe five percent of you will get what I'm about to say. So listen, I'll honey dick you and I'll say this is what I was about to go into. It is his concept of self and his ego that is inflicting all this pain and that we need to dive into who he thinks he is. That is the next part of what I would like to go into. However, I realize we're very early into this journey and some of you may not be ready for that. So for those of you that want that deep shit, stay tuned. We will get that. We will continue to get that. I'll come back to that because there's, it's, there's no getting around it. There's no getting around it. His concept of who he thinks he is both in the past and the future is what is causing this sexual inadequacy. The sexual inadequacy, listen, I know this guy. He's a young male. He's a young male who, is, uh, who has virality, who is sexually potent, uh, to the best of my knowledge, does not have any, otherwise he would have told me, does not have any physical damage in his sexual equipment. Now, that's a different thing. If you've come to this podcast and you've had a motorbike accident, you've, you've had a medically diagnosed uh, deficiency in certain hormones, etc. That's, that's a different scenario. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy that by all means should be able to maintain, and I should have said this before as well. I, I've, I've said it now. There should be a red E on this podcast in iTunes and on Spotify for those of you that are listening and post on the podcast because this will be an explicit podcast. And fuck it if YouTube wants to demonetize it. I'm sure they already have. I'm sure they already have. Just the fact that I have sexual in the title, I'm sure they've already demonetized it. So fuck it. <laughs> Adam's making no money off this. That's okay. I'll, I'll uh, fuck, you know, it's, I don't like not being able to, I don't want to restrict explicit stories and explicit words for an explicit concept. Like it just doesn't make sense. So YouTube should really sort that shit out. They should sort that sort that sort that shit out. So, uh, yes, he has. Uh, he should be able to maintain a powerful, powerful erection in a sexual space with a woman for many hours at a time. If we're talking about just pure tactical, physical performance here, and I've actually spoken about that with a few of my clients, and it always scares the shit out of them. It always like it it it, it fucks with them mentally for a second. There's confusion. There's like, what, really? You sh- you're supposed to be able to have sex for hours? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's normal. If, if, you were, if you speak to any of your natural friends who have had no problems with sexual performance and you talk to them about what it was like in their first sexual experiences when they were coming up, whether it be 13, 14, 15, 16, and then moving forward, forward towards more of their 20s, what you often hear, and I can report this as well, is that, yeah, Holding an erection has, was never an issue before I got into this. And again, there's that, there's that concept of self. And when you're younger as well, I remember this is, why I wanted, this is why I wanted to mention that threesome story from when I was 16. Yeah, now's a great time to mention it because that's going to segue us into the tactics micro-sexual flow. Micro-sexual flow, and I want to dissect. I want to dissect his his sexual progression with this girl that would have led up to uh, just, I want to address some micro shit, some tactical shit, because we've already, we already know, we already know that his concept of who he thinks he is, is the major block in this flow of water. 
but this there's a uh, there's also some benefit into taking you guys through a night with this girl and going through all the different things you could be doing physically that shut off that sexual flow. That's a, that's a good segue right there. So with that being said, for those of you that don't know, I'm currently in the midst of uh, creating my first album of guided meditations. I just want to mention it here because. Uh, if you guys aren't signed up to the bowl sip, which is my free weekly amount newsletter, you won't receive a special gift, which is for free when that does get released. So just head to bulldozer.com and put your email in, uh, no release date yet, but it's coming up soon. And one of the tracks in it is called sexual flow. And I'm debating, I'm debating about that special gift, but anyways, I've got a track, uh, on unlocking your sexual flow. And so we might talk a little bit more about that later, but here, back to the threesome story. Go, go to the threesome story. I think I have mentioned this. I think I have mentioned this. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I like I went to mention this story, but then I held off on it because uh, the girl at the time might still be watching this. So I've got to be careful with how much I, uh, how many details I mentioned here. I just I can definitely not mention names. She has a boyfriend right now. Uh, so let me say this, she knows, she knows if she's watching this, uh, I love you, I still love you, I, you know, to all my girlfriends, I still have that deep love for all of them, I don't, might not necessarily have the romantic love for them, but I, you know, have that deep love as a connection, we learn so much together, so I say this, I tell this story out of absolute respect, and, uh, and she was great throughout it, I'm sure, I'm sure she'd be okay with me mentioning this story, so that's why maybe I shouldn't mention I have to mention the age though, because the age is relevant. This happened when I was 16. Now, a little bit of context. For those of you that are going, but hang on a second, 16? That's really young. This was before I nosedived my sociodynamic skill set and made a whole bunch of two critical mistakes that led me down. Because I was, I've always said this, I was trending on becoming a natural and being a natural. I never have any problems sexually or with girls coming up through primary school or high school. And into this first relationship or second, second serious relationship. Uh, but this was the relationship that I lost my virginity through. And, and so, so there's just some context there. And, uh, this is before I nosedived my sexual, uh, and social dynamic based relationship skill set. So <laughs> I definitely shouldn't mention the other girl's name, but okay. Let me say this. It was Halloween. Ah, yeah, I may as well. I may as well just dive into it. So it was Halloween. I'm 16 years old. I'm Halloween. And I'm really, uh, I'm having a good night. And my girlfriend at the time sends me a message saying that her and her girlfriends have been playing trick-or-treat and they've been going around. And for those of you in the US, we're not big on that here in, in Australia. But, uh, you know, it's, it's become more of a bit of a slut fest. You know, it's, just an, it's just an opportunity for girls uh, to get their beauty on and to just dress up like absolute, uh, to dress down, let's say that. And so she was doing that with her friends and she had like, I don't know, a group of 10 friends or 12 friends and it was some Halloween shit and I was at home I don't know diddling my thumbs I don't know what the fuck I was doing at home but I wasn't doing much and one of my girlfriends had a friend it was her best friend at the time and they hate each other now they fucking hate each other now but at the time uh they were great friends and her friend was very attractive very attractive friend uh I won't lie at the time. I was very, very sexually attracted to her friend. And at the time as well, very sexually attracted to my girlfriend as well. I'd probably been with my girlfriend at the time for, I 
at least six months. It would have been getting on. It would have been getting on a, closer to a year, probably. Probably closer to a year, or maybe it was slightly under then. No, because I think we were only together seriously for a whole year, and there was some stuff afterwards. So let me say this: we're probably together for about six months of a time. We'd already lost our virginity together. Is that sixteen years old? She was a lot younger than me. Uh, I think her parents know now. I think her parents know now. It's been years, it's been years since then now. Come on, it's been a decade. Statues of limitations. Uh, she was a lot younger than she was a couple years younger than me, and. And so we're very comfortable sexually together. And so she has this best friend, definitely not going to mention her name, can see her right now. And, and she messaged me on this Halloween night saying that, hey, uh, we're around your area, but uh, my mom's going to pick us up from your place if we can come to your place. And her best friend had never been to my place before. However, the night before this event, Probably should have mentioned this before. But the night before this event, we had been talking about the threesome. We had been talking about what it would be like to bring in another girl or guy. And I remember saying to her at the time that I was probably not comfortable with bringing another guy in yet. But I would like to try with a girl first. And we were going through the list of her friends. We were going through the list of her friends that would be down for a threesome. Uh, I I I knew a lot of her. I had met a lot of her friends. I used to r- routinely, uh, when I was at her place, meet her friends. I would routinely go to meet her at uh, her high school, and you know when I'd go down there, I'd go for runs down to her high school, and you know after school and whatnot, and like her friends would want to meet me, etc. Because you know I was this high school guy who was years older than her, etc. And so the, you know so there's a lot of uh, you know social clout there. So I, I got to meet a lot of her friends, and. And it just so happened, I don't know if it's sure if we mentioned this girl particularly, but it just so happened that her and this girl particularly, one of her best friends of the time, happened to be in my area on Halloween. They were going to come to my place and her mom was going to pick them up sometime later in the night. So fast forward, they get to my place. They're dressed up as like a devil and angel, I think, or maybe they were both devils or something, but they were both uh, just a very... Very sexually suggest- suggestively, let's say that. It was suggested a lot of things, as girls do on Halloween. A lot of suggestions being popped up. And, uh, and it just dawned on me. By the way, we just had the conversation. We didn't say we were going to have a threesome tonight or anything like that. We are going to try this. It was like, we get back into my house. I go into my house. My brother's in... <laughs> I love this story. This story is such a good story. Uh, there's... But... So you've got to imagine at the hallway leading down to my bedroom. If you go down the hallway, you take a hard... So if you're walking down it, you take a hard right. That's my bedroom. There's the study in the middle. And on the far left is my brother's bedroom. This is my much... This is like years ago. And uh, so my brother's bedroom's close. That's an, that's an intimate detail you would need to keep in mind for the rest of your story. So uh, what's her name? So I'm just going to call her friend, girlfriend, and friend. I almost mentioned their names then. Girlfriend and friend. Come down to my room. We're just fucking around in my room. Like, not literally. We're just messing around in my room. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing. But, you know, playing some music and just, you know, shooting the shit and whatnot. Just talking about what's been going on that night. And I remember her friend had to go to the toilet. So she goes out. The toilet's actually just right next to my room. And so she leaves. And it's just me and my girlfriend in my room. And I just kind of float the idea by her and say, Hey, what if, 
do you reckon we could try a threesome tonight? <laughs> I'm like, do you remember what we talked about the other night? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what about now? Like, seems like, seems like the right mood. Seems like the right. I just remember like in my mind going like, I wasn't particularly uh, articulate about it. I was like, can we try it? Can we? I was like a, I was like a, a dog that's like got like a new, a new toy. It's like, just wants to take it for a spin. And so I was like, let's try it. Let's do it. And she's like, what now? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know if she's going to be okay with it. Cause she hasn't like had a conversation with her friend about potentially having a threesome. Now, how did I know this girl in particular would be down for this? Like, why was I so confident about it? Because I was, I think through either Facebook, probably on Facebook, I was already talking to her friend. We already had a really good connection. Like we, we would talk to each other a lot. My girlfriend knew about this. Uh, we hadn't done anything together, but we would talk together a lot. And not that it was anything sexual, but we had a good connection. And and so of all her friends, if there was going to be a friend I was going to have a threesome with, it would be this one. So, so Maya, do you remember what we talked about last night? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I, I don't really know. She was like very 50-50 about it. And I'm like, well, listen, how about this? How about this? You go out. You go outside. I'll stay in here. I'll stay in my room. You go outside. And you just talk to her about it and you say, listen, there's this thing. I'm not sure if you're down for it, but if you are, uh, you know, maybe we could just have like a three-way makeout. And I remember we saying, let's just start it there. Let's start it at a three-way makeout and see what happens from there. Now, remember, I'm 16 and these girls are only 14 at the time. So, uh so they're very, you know, my girlfriend's obviously lost her virginity. This girl though hasn't. This girl is definitely a virgin for sure. And at the time hadn't even made out with another guy before, uh, which I soon found out later on. Anyways, so she's like, all right. So she was game for that. She was game for that. And so, well, my girlfriend was. So she went outside the room. She went and took this other, her friend down to the other end of my house. It's a very big house at the time. And, uh, and... And I remember organizing a signal. I remember, I'm not sure what the signal was, but I just, for some reason in my mind that pops up as if like, it's, if it's on, tell me, like, do this. Yeah, that's right. I said, double knock on my door if it's on or just knock once if it's not. I remember setting up that signal. So she went, she went, took her friend out. She went and explained the situation to her friend. Obviously, I wasn't privy to that conversation. Wasn't privy to that conversation. Uh, but I knew that a double knock on my door meant that this shit was on. Now I mentioned my brother's room. I mentioned my brother's room before. So it's like right across the hallway from me. And I remember, yeah, this is great. This is, it's all flooding back to me now, just step by step. So the girls come back. I hear a double knock on the door. I'm like, I'm like, I literally do this. Like I, for those of you on the podcast, I do that pose. I've done this pose several times before on this podcast where, when shit's about to go down, like that threesome with my client in Melbourne, like that, this, like this moment or that moment where you realize the very, the very bonds of gravity are being shifted here. The, the tectonic plates of the world are about to shift. I'm 16 years old. I've got a double knock on the door that my girlfriend's saying that her friend's ready for a three, or at least a three-way makeout. It's like, I literally like, I'm on my bed and I'm freaking out, but I stand up and I put my hands out nice and wide. For those of you who are on the podcast, imagine you're surfing and you slightly lower, you like, you, you sit down into your hips, you get into that horse stance. 
And it's like, you just put your hands out to make sure this shit's real. Like, it's the this shit's real pose. And I'm like, okay, so hold it. Hold it here. Steady the ship. Let's just open the door and we'll start here. And I'm getting so excited. I can, I'm feeling the excitement now because I can still remember it. So I open the door and my girlfriend and her girl walks in. And we're just like, we're kind of just like looking each other in the eyes. Just like, like, ah, uh, so, so it's like, what happens from here? Like, what do we, how do we do this shit? <laughs> like, none of us know, we don't know what's going on. But I say, I say this, okay, well, hang on a second, because my brother, my brother's in the other room. So what I say, it goes like, here, you two stay here. Because we kind of just like, it was like, we looked at each other in an acknowledgement of, okay, this shit's on. And it's like, okay, well, let me just make sure my brother doesn't interrupt this. Because at this stage, I remember I had a, um, I remember I brought a girl around beforehand and uh, my brother, my brother at the time was very nosy. He's very good now, but at the time when I'd bring a girl around to my place, this is in early high school and early primary school, he would always just sit in. He would sit in. I have a girl in my room and he would just sit in. He would just come in and just like shoot the shit with us. I'd try to communicate to him like, could you please leave so I can kiss this girl? But he would would just sit in. So I had to make sure that wasn't going to happen this time. So I tell the girls, you stay in here. I'm going to just go, I'm just going to make sure that my brother doesn't interrupt this shit. So I go across the hallway and I walk into my brother's room. I remember having this conversation. I'm saying like, listen, I just need you to not come in. I'm I'm going to close this door and no matter what you hear or whatever has happening, do not come in. And he's like, why? Why? I'm like, do not come in. If we have to, I'm going to lock you in the other room. So don't you fucking come in, right? Don't you fucking come in. He's like, all right, all right, I won't come in. So... I stated myself, I walked back into my room. Now, this is where the fucking, this is where the surfing, the, like the holding the bonds of gravity starts to really, this is this moment now. I go back into the room and I met, like as I walk into my room, it's like my girlfriend and her friend are standing directly there, like where the door are. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it's fucking on. All of a sudden, my girlfriend comes up to me and she pulls me by the back of the neck. She starts making out of me. And then, her friend, she like pulls her friend by the hand and then all of a sudden like kind of like stops making out with me and then gestures for me to make out with her. I'm like, all right, fucking we're in. I start making, I start making out with her friend and her friend. I'm pretty sure this is the first time her girl, her girlfriend had ever made out with another guy because she was terrible. <laughs> she had no idea. She had no idea. And so I was having to... I kind of teach her how to make out at the same time. But we're in, we're in here. Like It's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's just, I can't believe this is happening, but at the same time, I'm in the depths of flow. And so, right next to me, this is like right behind the door. I close the door. The door's like, my back's against the door, essentially. And my girlfriend's making out with me. Uh, she's making out with uh, with her friend. It's just it's this three-way make out. It's in. And right next to me, is this little remote control. I'm just going to use my phone here as an example. For those of you on the podcast, right next to my right-hand shoulder, like when you walk in the door, there's a remote control that controls the above lighting and the above fan. And I'm just like, this would be a... Because the lights are on, by the way. The lights are on. So I'm like, this is, this is like... I think we're probably like 30 seconds in. I'm like, in, instinctively, I was like, got to turn the lights off. 
got to turn the lights off if we want to progress this because otherwise uh, there's going to be there's too much pressure here. So I'm like fit, I'm like fiddling for the light. I'm fiddling for the off button, and you got to jimmy it. Like it's not easy, and I'm trying to like manage this make out while also jimmying the lights. And so <laughs> I remember there's a master light as well. There's like a switch that kind of just cuts everything. So instead of like just fucking around, it's like ah oh, fuck it. So I just cut the master light, which turns everything off. And the girls like didn't know this was gonna happen, so they're like, "Whoa!" They're like, "What the fuck happened?" And it's like, "Is there a power out or something?" And I'm like, "No, no just fucking don't, don't worry." about it but for me in my mind uh and this is the reason why i wanted to tell this story is because i've got a full erection here i got a full i'm full mast i'm ready to sail around the world and as should be as should be for a 16 year old that's in the throes of his first ever threesome sexual experience with a girl that his his girlfriend obviously that he's always lost his virginity he's like sexually comfortable with her so that's normal but but with her girlfriend here, and this is why I want to. Yeah, this is why I want to mention this story for this guy because. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll finish the story and then we'll get to the lesson because there's a lot more to come here. So, so the lights go off. I cut the lights. I'm like, fuck it, fuck it. It's just like forget this remote control. Just cut the master lights. And what's interesting is that the girls were like got a little bit freaked out. They kind of wanted the lights to go back on, but for me, I just felt more comfortable with the lights off. And I think it was because, yeah, because we, I'd only told my girlfriend to clue the other, her girl, her girlfriend, her friend on just a three-way makeout. But I had a, I had a fat erection. Like I'm, I'm fucking ready to, I'm ready to repopulate this earth right here. And so I thought, ah, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I should turn the light. I think that's probably why I turned the lights off. Cause I'm like, mm, she might be, I'm not sure if that's going to, fuck with her like you know that's gonna mess with her girlfriend if she wasn't ready for that so but i can't like i can't not i can't not have an erection in this exam in this scenario so light goes off now what's about to happen i think i have told the story to this point maybe but i maybe not have mentioned this bit i don't i did because i yeah i definitely didn't mention this bit i've never told this part of the story if i have mentioned the story at all which is that now as the lights go off and there's a three-way makeout still going on, my girlfriend drops down a level. She drops levels. Okay. Now, I'm going to be careful with my use of words here because I could still probably get this. This video could probably still get pulled even if I have I mentioned it mentioned it explicitly or put the explicit sign on it. But basically, so my girlfriend starts to go down on me, which for me is normal. For us, that's normal. Can you guys hear that? That's like the creakiest horror door sound ever. Okay, anyways. So my girlfriend starts to go down on me, which is very normal between her and I. All right. Uh, start smoking the pipe. Here, start smoking the pipe. Her friend, so she's that's like that's like off to my left-hand side. To my right-hand side, her friend is there. I'm making out of her friend. Now, you got to imagine, for, that, for a 16-year-old, this is, for me, this is fucking ridiculous. But I don't have time to process that because I'm in the absolute flow. Not only is my girlfriend going down on me, but I'm also making out of her friend at the same time. And this is just, this is just, I'm looking back on it now going, like, I can't believe this is happening. But in the moment, I didn't have, I remember in the time when it was happening, I just didn't have time to process that thought. So 
So as I'm making it, and her girl, her girlfriend is getting more comfortable with the making out. At first, she was biting a little too much. For girls that are not used to making out, like French style, they kind of use their teeth too much. So you just got to slow them down. I remember it's like really trying to slow her down. And, uh, and so this is ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of pulled her in really close. That's right. That's part of what I wanted to mention. Sorry. I pulled, I kind of, because I wasn't sure that her girlfriend was, had any idea that there was going to be blowjobs and handjobs going on here. I don't think that that was part of the deal, but I guess because in the throes of the sexuality, my girlfriend just felt comfortable with it. So I'm like, fuck it. So that's, so that's why I, I kind of got her off to the left a little bit more and separated them a bit more. And I remember having her friend to my right hand side, a lot more like swung, swung her to the side. So she wouldn't be, you know, kind of in feeling like she had to go down on me or had to join my girlfriend down there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like just to kind of separate her and kind of warm her up a little bit more to it. I remember, uh, I remember her feeling really comfortable. She put my hand uh, down her ass and she was happy for me to be playing around there. And we were just making out there. And then my, I remember after like probably, I don't know, two minutes, three minutes of this going on. It's hard to know because of like the time, like when you were the absolute flow of this shit. I remember my girlfriend coming up. She came up, she came back up to, to join back in with this make out. And, and I was just trying to piece together, remembering a scene in my mind right now, whether I think it was her, it was her, it was my girlfriend that put my, her friend, her friend's hand onto my piece. Right. And I, I was like, I wasn't ready for this. I not only was I not ready for this, but she sure as hell wasn't. And this is how I knew because because it, I guess it was just in the throes of it, but I knew that wasn't the plan because we talked about this later, you know, after, afterwards. Because there was some just some harsh words said afterwards, and uh, but I remember in the throes, so my girlfriend came up, and and she got her friend to start 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 lubing the piece, start lubing the piece up, and but she was very timid, she was very shy. It was almost as if she was like patting a uh, patting like a newborn chick. Like a, you know, like the, like a newborn animal. She was very, very timid about it, and but but you know, and so it didn't get very vigorous past that point. But we kind of just kept it at the makeout from there. And there's a reason why. Like, there's some stuff I'm going to talk about afterwards here because I want to tell the full story, and then we'll get to the lessons of sexual adequacy, sexual comfortability. But so that went on for a little bit more. There's more three way makeout that was really awesome, and then at a certain point. That's it. That's it. We get the we get the knock on the door. We get the knock on the door for my brother, and I hear this like while well, we're in the middle of this threesome in this dark room, and uh, well, you know, pre-sexual uh, penetration. Penetration was obviously not going to happen. Her friend being uh, a virgin at the time, and she wasn't even like I didn't even think she was. She wasn't even ready for anything below the belt at all. So it was amazing that that was even happening. And then, but I get a knock on the door, and my brother says, and he goes, Adam. Uh, oh fuck! I almost said her name. <laughs> I almost said her name. He says, "Adam, your girlfriend's mom's here to pick them up." <clears throat> girlfriend's mom's uh, here to pick them up, and I'm like, "Oh no! This is the worst time. This is the worst time." She was just, I mean, like, but at the same time, it was probably the best time because we had well overstepped our bounds. We had no idea this shit was going to be this intense. For us as 16 and 14 year olds. So, <clears throat> so I, uh, 
I'm like, so we break up the threesome. And I say, okay, you two stay here. I'm going to talk to my brother about this. And so I step out of the room and I say to my brother, listen, some shit, some fucking shit is going down right here. You don't know what the, you don't know what the fuck's going on right here. So could you please just get, I think my mom and my stepfather were probably in the house at the time. Could you get them to distract? Could you just get them to just have a conversation with my girlfriend's mom? Just so I have some time to just, just do this. Like just to like try to get my hands out wide here and understand and you know, have a chat. Just like have a chat with these girls about what the hell has just gone down because I can't leave this situation now as is. We're gonna have to have like a deliberation of a wash has happened. So he goes, uh he goes, Why, why? What's happening? I'm like, listen, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. So I'm like rushing it. I'm really trying to rush it while also trying to mask the fact that I've got a full mask down below my uh, track pants. <laughs> so, so he's like, that's, that's awkward enough. But so I get, my brother does the good for one of the first times ever. He does the good. He comes through and he goes and gets, I remember my mom having a, having a talk in the driveway with my girlfriend's mom, which buys me a good five minutes. So I step back in. I step back into the room and they're like, what's, what's happening? I'm like, oh, your mom's here. Uh, but hey, listen, we should probably just like, at least just kind of talk about this for a second. So we hop in the bed. This is the first time we've been in the bed as well. This is all standing up. This shit of me being with my back against the door, getting the blue job down below and making out with a friend. This is all like, this is all against the door. So this is the first time we've gone to the bed actually. And it's not a large bed. It's like, just like a king single. But I'm like, here, just you two come with me. I grab them both by the hands. I I go into my bed. I get under the rugs. I gesture for them to do do the same. And they're just like, it's my first time. It's my first time where her friend's on my left, my girlfriend's on my right, and we're just underneath uh, the bed sheets. And I'm like, I have my arm around both of them. And I'm just like, let's just, let's just take this boat. <laughs> I remember there's no words for the situation. So like let's just let's just enjoy the moment. Okay. Let's just enjoy the moment. And we kinda kiss a little bit more like each other. Like I could kiss her kiss her girlfriend. Kiss my girlfriend. And and I say, uh listen. or what happened first? Because I remember having an I remember having a chat with each of them on their own. So which one happened first? It definitely happened with her girlfriend first. I said, listen, we should probably just talk about this just for a second. So uh, I said to my girlfriend, do you want to go out and meet with your mom? Meet her up in the driveway and just let me have a chat uh, with your girlfriend here, obviously using their names. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So because this is where all of our minds are blown. All of our minds are blown. This is not expected. We had no idea this was going to happen. Uh it's just, it's just like, it's a freak party up in this bitch. So I, my girlfriend goes out to her, goes out to her mom into the driveway, which is a good uh, 20, 30 meters down the house. And so I'm just there in my bedroom with her girlfriend, who is the most shocked. She's the most just completely mentally fried. Now, I don't think my girlfriend knows this part of the story. Which makes this very risky business. Very risky business. I don't think... She probably had some idea. She probably had some idea. And if this was like 10 over 10 years ago. So there's got to be some statue on the limitation here. If she's watching this right now, I, I do apologize. I was 16 years of a time. 16 years old of a time. I apologize for not mentioning this at the time. I should have. 
if I if this was my younger brother and he came to me and said that he didn't tell his girlfriend about what I'm about to tell you guys, uh, that's a big mistake. This was not being direct and not being congruent, and not being authentic. Uh, however, you know I can't hold I can't hold that back. I made a mistake. I made a mistake, and the mistake was this: when my girlfriend left the room to go meet with her mom, and it was just me and her and her girlfriend. And all my intention was was just to have a chat, like just to say just to see how she was feeling about it. It started off with good intent, you know, just like you know, is this okay? Uh, what 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 had my girlfriend said to you? I didn't because I didn't know. I didn't know what my girlfriend had said to her about this situation. I didn't know what the expectations were. So first off, here's the, here's not my mistake. Well, it was it was an unintentional mistake. So we're standing up in my room. I'm standing face to face with her, and I'm just holding her hands. Like I'm holding her hands, and I'm looking her in the face, and I say, "So uh, that was kind of fucking crazy. Do you just want to like tell me about like what?" she had told you what was going to happen and she's like yeah she said we were um she said we were like you know just going to have like a little make out or something just kind of like fuck around you have some fun with that and I'm like oh did she did she tell you about the blowjob did she tell you about the hand job and she's like what blowjob and I'm like oh she didn't know she didn't she didn't know because the lights were off she didn't know that my girlfriend was going down on me during that in the dark three-way makeout i think she had just assumed it was just going to be kept at the old handy the old aristi and so that that caused a huge argument between those two afterwards and i think it actually is what fucked up their relationship together if i remember correctly there might have been other things as well but that was a big thing that i remember they got really angry at each other because my girlfriend had only told her girlfriend that it was just going to be kept at makeouts and maybe the old wristy. I think that's where she had kept it, but I don't know for some reason her friend got was because I guess just because they're so young as her first experience. Um, maybe she felt like uh, maybe she, I don't I don't know why she was so upset. <coughs> I'd like to have a chat with her about it about why she was so upset that my girlfriend gave me uh was smoking the pipe. I don't know why she was so upset about that, but she was. Not with me in that moment, but she was upset with my girlfriend for not telling her that's what was going to happen. So anyways, that that's like looking in retrospect, but in the moment when I'm talking of her, at this moment, and uh, this, is, this is the part that I made a mistake. This is the part. We're, we're standing there looking at each other. I told you guys before, I was already very attracted to her uh, pre this situation. Not that I'd acted upon it, but I just recognized she's a really sexy girl and, uh, you know, I'm really attracted to her. And, and so we're standing there in this moment where I'm, I've got both her hands and she's standing there looking me in the eyes and it's just, it's just fucking magic. It's just absolutely magic. If you could see the literal trans, transduction of a physical chemical known as magic, that is what is being communicated between our eyes. It's just... And so there's like there's almost like no choice. It's just like a pull. It's that pull of raw sexual animalistic nature in which that we just start making out again. We start making out, but this is what felt bad to me afterwards because I hadn't even though I had just been making out of it with my girlfriend, we hadn't I hadn't had a discussion with my girlfriend about us being able to do that without her being present. 
So we're we're making out of each other, and it's very very sensual now. So it's not it's there's not a lot of you know it's not just like fucking around though. This is what I'm saying is that the intent is different, which is where I made the mistake because this is no longer just like having some fun make out. This is like love, love, love type make out where it's like the way she's looking me in the eyes and the passion and then trying to slow her down, et cetera. It's, it's very, very sensual is what I'm talking about here. And, uh, and, but I do, I remember I had to, I broke it up at a certain point realizing this is probably not right. This is probably not, I probably should not be doing this. So she's like, and she kind of gets that as well. So I say, okay, we better go out. So we leave my room. We go down the hallway, which is about 10, 15 meters, take a left there's the side driveway, there's my girlfriend and uh, her mom and my mom, and they're all having a chat. Oh, having a chat. Oh, having a chat while Adam was at the, was Adam was, <laughs> I was going to say get his dick wet, technically not, get his mouth wet, how about that? Now, this is again where I made another mistake. I made two, there's two more mistakes to come. Chotta. A bit of phlegm in the throat. So as I'm in the as we're in the driveway, you gotta imagine. You gotta imagine. As we're in the driveway, there's in front of there's like a car, there's my girlfriend in front of me, her mom's in front of her, her girlfriend, my my girlfriend's girlfriend is next to me on my left. So uh behind as I'm standing next to so you got to imagine, for those who are the podcast, you're really going to have to watch this on YouTube. She's next to me, and my girlfriend's kind of slightly in front, and the mom's there. And so I didn't instigate this, but I sure as hell continued it, <laughs> which is that my, the girl, who was, you know, her girlfriend, takes my hand and puts it on the small of her back. And I'm like, this, I'm like, my... It's like, is this right? Is this not right? I'm pretty sure this is not right because even though now it seems a little more right because at least my girlfriend's here, I don't think my girlfriend knows about this and my, her mom is right there as well. And I think my mom, my, no, my mom wasn't there at that time. Uh, they'd already, she'd already gone somewhere else in the house. So this is the four of us. And she's, the girlfriend, the girlfriend puts, uh, the girlfriend puts, my hand on the small of her back, and she has a tight physique as well. And it kind of just gestures for me to go a little bit lower. And so all of a sudden, I'm just like running my fingers up and down her back, up and down along her glutes, up and down her ass. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot of electricity, a lot of electricity that should not be happening. I'm pretty sure this is not should be happening. That's what's going through my mind. But it's like, it's fucking risky business. And so, and then, and then her... There's a very deep driveway, like it goes like on a, like my driveway was down a very strong hill, and so I remember at a certain point, my mom, sorry, my my girlfriend's mom saying, "Well, we're parked up high up on the street. You guys just want to come up there uh, when you're ready." I, I'm not sure. I think uh, my girlfriend had to get something from my room, and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool." So we all go back in the inside the house. Girlfriend's mom goes back to her car high up on the driveway. I go back and with my girlfriend and her friend into the house. She, my girlfriend goes down back to my bedroom to get, yeah, she had a whole bunch of things. She had like their, their school bags, et cetera, and their costume bags from Halloween. But this is the final mistake. This is the final thing. 
or the final, the final, the final bit that I have to mention to complete this story, which is as my girlfriend goes down to my bedroom, down my hallway, before that, halfway through the hallway, there's a bathroom. And as, and this is where I just, it's fucking ridiculous. So my girlfriend goes down to her bedroom my myself and her girlfriend are walking alongside each other, so we're behind her as we're walking down the hallway. And then, as as my girlfriend goes into my room, her girlfriend pulls me into the bathroom, into off to the right into the bathroom, and starts starts instigating another makeout. And so she's just like she's like she's like fully like love drunk on this now, like straight electricity. And at the same time, it's like. I know it's. I know definitely this part is wrong. I know this part is wrong because if I'm if she's having to pull me into the, the dark bathroom to do this, this can't be right. But it's it's so it's so murky. It's so murky, but it's so ridiculously like sexually exciting. Yeah, it's just it's blowing my everything that's happened up at this point is just blowing my mind to to another degree. If I, if I thought there was another light bulb to be blown, I didn't think there was, but apparently there was. And so now that, that this the girlfriend's friend is now pulling me into this bathroom and and now starting to make out of me and it's in, in physical and and it's just like it's very secret. It's like very secret. It's trying to stay quiet. It's trying to stay quiet with it. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like that's all that's going in my mind. I'm like, I can't believe this is just shit is happening. And then and then we hear my girlfriend come back out. So we break that up and and then just pretend like nothing happened. Pretend like nothing happened. I'm like, oh fuck! I should, definitely should not have done that. If we have to pretend like nothing happened, I definitely should not have done that. And then, and then, so I take, we go, we go, we go out outside the. Oh, by the way, but you gotta, you gotta, you're just gonna keep this in mind, because <clears throat> this is the point of this story: is the sexual performance and the sexual adequacy, which is that this entire time I have the fattest erection. <laughs> just a, like full mast full mast I remember when I was standing out in the driveway what I was telling you before with her mom and my girlfriend and, and the friend was had took my hand and put her on her ass and up and down her back while, while my girlfriend and mo- her girlfriend's mom is there it's like I have a, I am I'm having to cross my legs at like like I remember like I, I, I think I had a, like a hoodie on at the time and I was trying to like Trying to push it down or push it up. You know that move? You know that move I'm talking about, guys? Like the way I'm holding my bottle? Where you, you try to you try to vertically you try to rearrange your piece so it's not pointing out like an absolute sword. And you try to like <laughs> you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to hide this shit is what I say. <laughs> but this has been going on for like a long time now, which is why when my clients like get confused when I say you should be able to hold an erection for hours at a time. It's like that's normal. That should be normal, yeah. That should be normal shit. So, anyway, it's getting risky here. So, uh, yeah, so we walk back. We, that's right. I walk the two girls out into the driveway. Walk the two girls out into the driveway, up the driveway. Uh, we, bo- we all kind of just look at each other just like, that was fucking ridiculous. Not sure if we're gonna do this again, but that just whatever. I don't. We don't even know what's happening here. And then we walk walk back up. I I walk them to the car, put their shit in the car, and and that's it. And they drive off. Oh, yeah. 
there's just one more part of the story. There's one more part of the story that doesn't involve the girls. And that's just like the immediate, what the hell just, what the hell just happened? That moment. So I walk back down the driveway. I go back to my room. I don't even go to my brother first. I literally just like an absolute fish, like a fish. Like my face is like a fish. There's no expression on my face. It's like this. It's like there's no thought in my mind as I walk back into my bedroom. I walk back in. I turn the light on and I literally just do this. I rotate. I rotate in my room. For those of you on the podcast, that position before, the surfboard position, to make sure that this is reality, like this is true, that this is not a dream, that this, I'm feeling the air. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, in your general space, like right now in this podcast, you know, if you're just in your usual lifetime experience, you don't need to feel the air around you to know that this is not a dream. But when you have experiences in life that are this fucking ridiculous, you've got to extend your hands and just try and feel. That's all I'm doing. And I've, been, I've done this around my life quite a bit. There's been a few experiences in my life where I've had to do this several times because I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I remember the other the other threesome, the, the potential threesome that should have happened that didn't happen because my client didn't get it on boot camp. Uh, <laughs> that's such a great story. Shout out to Jay. If you're watching this, Jay, I st- I wish we could. Okay, I don't like saying we wish we could go back, but we need to get into another scenario where we can rectify that threesome that should have happened on boot camp. I'll get to that later. But anyways, so so anyways, there are times in life where you have just questioned. You're not quite sure if this is true. You're not quite sure if reality is what you even think what reality is anymore. And so I walked back into my bedroom and I'm just, I stand where I closed the door where I was pushed up against the door where my girlfriend was going down on me and I was making out of her friend. And I just stood here just with my hands out feeling the air. And then I went and sat on my bed. I just went to, I went to my bed, which is across the other side of the room. And I sat down on my bed. And for a, I can't tell you for how long, but it felt like an eternity that I just sat there like a, like I just had a lobotomy, like I just, like someone had just taken a set of, of, of leads of like jump kickers and just attached them to my head and just fried my brain. Like I, there was no thought for a long, meaningful period of time. I sat there on my bed in just absolute presence, no thought, nothing. I just, just sat there. And I, the way that I, I, my brother came in, it was like, I was there for so long that my brother came in and said, what just happened? You guys are making a lot of noise. He's like, what the hell just happened? And I, and I, sat, I was there like, I looked at him, all right. I, I, just, I had no words as, I was like, I want to tell you what happened, but I don't even know what just happened. And I remember I got up and he was in my bedroom. I got up and I just started pacing around, pacing around like a dog that's lost, like trying to make sure like, anyways, it's like, it's, that's the state that I was in after this. And I just, I didn't, it took me quite some time to come back to reality. 
and to try and understand what's going on. Now, you better believe, you better believe I got on that phone. I got straight onto my phone, 8361XXXXX. I'm not going to mention the last four numbers, but if he's watching this, he knows those numbers. 8361XXXX. I dialed that home number. I called up my best mate, Roy, and I, t- I said, I'm like, you need to go outside. I remember, you need to go outside. I'm going to tell you what just happened. And I remember deliber- I, deliberating on this experience with Roy. And he's just like, he's like, no fucking way. He's like, that did not just happen. I'm like, that just fucking happened. I'm like, I can't believe it just happened. I was like trying to go through it because the details were so explicit. He was also attracted uh, to that girl as well. To my girlfriend's friend. She was a, she was a, she was a straight stunner. And, and so anyways... That was that entire experience that I don't think I've ever told before. It, I think I've mentioned that it happened. i just never gone through the story itself. Now, uh, yeah, 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 just, ah, oh. <laughs> that was at 16. Now, you're like, how could things go so downhill from there? How, how, could, how could someone go through an experience like that? And then have to go learn cold approach because that was all pre cold approach. That was that was that was when I was like I said I've always told you I was like tracking on natural. I never had a problem with girls before. Uh, I was always included in the natural groups socially. Uh, is two decisions I made after that, and I've got a whole podcast on that that completely nosedived my social dynamics and forced da- forced me down the journey of having to relearn social dynamics. But you better that story though that story so. There is a reason why I told that story. You know what's so amazing is that we haven't even got to that bit yet. Uh, but let me just say this. If you guys enjoyed that story, hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up on this YouTube video and show some love for God's sake. That's a fucking story right there. Oh, it just brings back such a good memory. That was about 16 years old. That was 10 years ago. Mm. Delicious. And uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't worry, this is a social Q&A live, I will be getting your questions, but I have I've barely even kind of scratched the surface of my advice to this guy who, you know, went through this experience on Instagram, well not on Instagram, but he messaged me on Instagram with a girl that he hadn't had sexual experiences with for the last seven years, and, uh, and yeah, so we will dive back to that, I just want to address some of you guys in the chat. <coughs> Don't tell me you guys in the chat. I'm coughing up a lot of phlegm today because there's a lot of uh, hay fever going around. So my apologies, guys, on the podcast. Uh, let me just say hi to some of you guys in the chat. And don't worry, Ollie. I know your super chats are there and we'll definitely be getting your super chat. I will definitely make time for that, 100%. Uh, so after Ollie's, who we got here? We got, hold on, making sure this live stream still going. Yeah, the internet's just a bit choppy. Again, guys, I apologize if the uh, internet's a little bit choppy at the moment. Hopefully, you guys can still hear it. Hopefully, we're still alive. Yeah, I think we are. Good. So, uh, Secure Delami says, what up? Uh, Sal says, oh, thing makes sense. Thanks for clarifying. A succubus with a huge schlong. What? What a name. What a YouTube name. That's someone's username. It's a succubus with a huge slong. Oh, shit. He says, Adam, thoughts on women saying, sorry, unfortunately, I have a boyfriend. So he's got a question there. 
Uh, Schlong, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you when we get to the q and I'm just addressing some of you guys saying hi right now. Nice Max says Lameo. Uh, Huge Schlong says, I low-key feel your girlfriend's friend was jealous. She sucked you off, which is why she pulled you into the bathroom. Legit. Yeah, legit. Uh, Justin uh, nice Max says, so wrong, but do right. Justin H says, the tuck and pull strategy to hide it works best with a belt. Yes, it does. Uh, oh, video 22 says, Oi, eso portugueses, portugues, portugues, portugues. Like, yes, sorry, portugues, I do not speak Portuguese. Portuguese, uh, please translate. Nice mags, got a question on this. Oh, I'm not sure why, but sometimes I blow it out. Say so I've read in facts. We'll get to that later. There's a username that is not in English. I don't even know what that is. It says first time he's in the live chat, though. Uh, welcome. I don't know what your name is, but I sure as hell can't pronounce that username. So please drop your real name. I don't even know what language that is. That looks, that looks Arabic. And uh, Andy Powell's up in here saying, Adam, good to see you. Ready to listen in. Andy. Andy, good to have you here. It's been a while since we've had Andy up in here. So uh, Justin Beriako comes in saying tips on going down on girls. Yes. Yes, many, many tips on that. I have actually talked about that in Sexual Intimacy Podcast, but we'll get to that later if we have time. Anyways, guys, I just wanted to address you in the live chat because we've got a, we've got a lot more to dive into here. We've got a lot more to dive into here. And of course, the first question I will answer is Ollie's because he donated the super chat when the time comes. So why did I tell that threesome story? The reason why I told you that threesome story was because of the lack of self. Ah, there's so much to go into for my man who's listening to this. The idea of sexual performance did not exist for 16-year-old Adam back then. Why is this? Why is this? Is it just because of the sheer, it's so brand new, it's so brand new? But if anything, you would think that an experience that's so brand new would fuck with you more. That would cause you to underperform sexually. That would cause you to be extremely anxious. That would cause you to be unable to tap into the sexual flow that we're going to be talking about in my guided meditation. <clears throat> so why was that not the case for 16-year-old Adam? Because 16-year-old Adam at that stage, especially being in that, that throw of uh, his development, had no concept. The idea of himself didn't exist. So that's why a, a sexual experience that probably lasted, if, if I'm looking at how long the makeout and the, the blowy and the handy went, went down for, uh, looking back, how long, probably the experience itself with the post makeouts as well, probably a good hour, probably a good hour. And it's like... In, it's a, and the idea of an erection going down during that entire hour just doesn't make sense. It's like if anything, I could I couldn't even. It's like I, I remember having that erection lasted for hours even after the experience ended, because like when sexual flow is tapped into, and what that really is, and I guess we're going to get some hardcore tactics here. The ability to tap into sexual flow first relies upon your ability to unlock your psychology. And I know I look like the guy off the meme of the History Channel right now, the way I'm doing my hands, but that's what it is. Like That's what it is right now is that you must first unlock your psychology. And the, when we talk about what the hell does that mean, that means that you have to let go of who you think you are. 
In order to allow the true sexual flow physically, you have to let go of who you are. 16-year-old Adam in that experience had no concept of self. He had no idea. When he got the knock on that door, when he got the knock, the double knock on that door, which meant that his girlfriend was bringing in this other friend to have this sexual threesome experience, it's like, I had no issue with letting go of myself. It's like, because it's the only way you could. The only way that I could just stand and get pushed up against the door and have my girlfriend go down on me and making over other friend and just like, just fully feeling the full sexual expression of, of masculine to feminine energy and as much a raw connection here. And it's just like peak, peak. It's so levels, levels of sexual intimacy and connection that, uh, that a guy at that stage had not ever experienced before. The only way that that wouldn't shut him down, because really there's only two ways of going about it. It either shuts you down or forces you to rise. The way that it doesn't shut you down is that there's no more thought. There's no more chatter. There's no more Adam, Adam. And the reason why I brought this up is because for the guy that messaged me on Instagram here, let's go back to it. He said that, <clears throat> the few times we were both in bed, I had a hard time performing because I was stuck in my head. Just listen to that right there. The few times we were both in bed, I had a hard time performing because I was stuck in my head knowing that she has more experience and is currently still messing with other guys. Now, that last bit is where I disagree. It is not. I do not agree that he was stuck in his head and unable to perform because she has more experience than him and is currently messing with other guys. No. You are stuck in your head. Sorry. You are unable to perform because you were stuck in your head, period. Full stop. Cap it right there. It is, your, it is who he thinks he is and his attachment to his past and attachment to his future that the absolute plethora of limiting beliefs and whether he thinks he's going to be able to perform or not, they get attached to that. That's that package. That's that package that now just shuts down like an absolute, like a padlock on his mind. And I know this because I went through the same shit. I told you that story of being that 16 year old in that threesome experience, fucking lighting it up, fucking lighting up. If like, if if that if her girlfriend's friend wasn't a virgin, we probably would have had sex and we would have all through because we my girlfriend and I were comfortable with that at that time. But because her girlfriend was a virgin of the time, we kept it to just the old, uh, just the digital, right? No, you know, just the handy, the wristy, and the old, uh, the old blowy and the makeout. But, but fast forward to nineteen year old Adam, how could how could this be? How could it be that if you fast forward three years in his development? that he would go through an experience where from his first ever pull back from cold approach, he couldn't get an erection. I can relate to you. I can relate to you because I've been through both. I've been through the absolute peak of what it, know, what it means to go into a peak sexual experience where you, that the idea of performance doesn't exist, where it's like, no, this, you get beyond that now. You have no concept of self anymore. It's, you got, a, you got two beautiful, attractive girls right here and you're just going to deliver the very best of your masculine energy. They're going to bring the very best of their feminine. You're going to have the most intense sexual experience possible, right, for that moment in time. And like that's, that's all that matters. That's all that can be and that's all that happened. 
So you have that, and you got that guy. But then you also have the same guy who three years later would go through an experience in which that meets a very attractive woman on the street, goes through a beautiful day game interaction, gets out onto the day two. It's a nice cold night on a winter's night. She's rugged up, I'm rugged up. We get a coffee in the mall. I take her down to the river. There's lights down on the river, River Torrance. She's like a bit of a timid girl at first, but I'm like, fuck it. I get the hard beat. This is like my fifth or sixth day two in this 30-day challenge. First ever 30-day challenge. I'd been a virgin for two years previous. To, uh, not a virgin. I'd been sexually inactive for the previous two years before this right? because of oh, because like that whole dive, that whole nose dive into why I had to learn cold approach. And so I haven't had a single day two. I haven't had a single sexual experience in the last two years. But I'm out on this day too. I'm with this attractive girl. She's a little bit timid, but I'm getting that heartbeat. I've been fucking up the make out the last four or five day twos. We're down there in the river. And I say, fuck it. I turn over. I say, Indy, close your eyes. I turn over. I start making out of her. She turns into an absolute freak. She turns into an absolute animal. She jumps. She mounts me. Right? She mounts me. She swept me and mounted me. And all of a sudden, we're, we're in the, on the side bank of this river. She's making out of me. Uh, I've got my hands around her butt, around her legs. She's got tight black leggings on. <sighs> okay, it's been two years since this shit. It's been two years since this shit. And I'm like, all systems are gone. Because you've got to imagine that that sexual three-way experience and all the sexual experience I had leading up back when I was 16, you've got to imagine that that's etched. That is etched etched, hardwired subconsciously into who I think I am and to my experiences as a being. So now that even though it's been two years since I've had any form of physical sexual touch with a girl, there is a, in my DNA, there's a a genetic DNA subconscious pattern being, oh, archives, open up that archive, dot exe, open up this program right here. We know what this is. We know what this is. So... Let's go, pull the trigger. So, of course, what do I do? I fall back, even though I haven't done this ever from a cold approach experience, but I haven't even been in this situation in the last two years. There's a program has been opened up in my mind from years and years ago that 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 just gets put on auto, autopilot. So I'm like, all right, get this shit going. I take her. Like I turn into a different person all of a sudden who just all of a sudden can lead now. So I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. I take after we finish rolling around on the ground, making out of the on the on the riverbank. I'm like, let's go to the bus. I whisk her to the bus. We go to the bus stop. It's like a 10 minute walk to the bus stop. Uh, we're making out of the bus stop. We get onto the bus. We take the bus back to my place. Okay. Even though I said we're, we're going back for Lion King, all my OGs know this story. Even though I said we were going back for the Lion King. We, we come in through the front door. Instead of going for the fucking Lion King, what do I do? I rush her straight into the bed. Rush her straight into my bedroom. Heavy makeout ensues. All the clothes are coming off. I'm rushing it. I'm rushing it. Because looking back now, the .exe, the program, the program of 16-year-old Adam who was in that, who was, had no problem with sexual connection, had no problem with eliminating his concept of self and eliminating Adam from getting in the way. All of a sudden, I feel like that's the way it should be. That's that's my last experiences. So, of course, I should have no problem with rushing her into the door and rushing through this experience because it's the heat of the moment. Hang on. We're two years removed, though. 
We're two years removed with a woman who's six years older than me who's come from cold approach. First ever time. First ever day two. Uh, not first ever day two, but in probably the fifth or sixth. Sixth day two ever from cold approach. and But definitely the first pullback from cold approach ever. So there's so many new things going on here. Which by themselves are not necessarily such an issue. Which is why I'm painting this out. Because it's not all the newness that's the issue. It's Adam who's the issue. So as I get in there and we're taking the clothes off and we're making out. And, I'm get, and all of a sudden I realize, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm starting to get really nervous. I'm, my, my heart rate's really jacked up right here. Not in a good way. Not in the way that when my girlfriend gave me the double knock on the door and I knew that this reason was going down and that was excitement. No, this is like anxiety or fear because I can't feel that full erection getting on. I can't feel that fucking penetrating through your track pants type to the point where you have to like, it's, it's like, it's like you're engorged. That, I can't, I'm not getting that feeling yet. I think that's what's supposed to be happening. From my last experience, my last sexual experiences, that, that engorgement, that, that, that feeling of like, I'm ready to sail around the world type of reaction, that's not happening right now. And so all of a sudden, I start to freak out. I start to freak out. The mind, the chatter in the mind, the things that the things that the guy I was talking about here of like thinking about, oh, performance, performance anxiety. And I've done an entire podcast on this performance anxiety. It starts to come in. And, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh shit, this is not right. This doesn't make sense. Okay, all right, I guess I'll just please her then. And to the guy's question, I'll just go down on her. So I just go down on her. But but it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Uh once I she was um she hadn't been with a guy in three or six months. And so after going down on her for like what was only about five minutes, she reached full climax. Uh because that's something I did not forget from the previous relationship. That's that's one saving grace. I did not forget when when you uh when you become a, a connoisseur or a, a, a student, when you become a student of the cunnilingus, as they refer to it as, uh, you don't forget that shit. You don't forget those tactics. So I was still very adequate in that sense. So I got her off just fine. But once that was done and she, she went back down to go down on me and I couldn't get an erection, holy shit, my mind was just... This is like the complete reverse. When I, I was mind-blown at 16 because of how amazing that sexual experience was. Now at 19, I'm my mind is now getting fried from anxiety, from stress, from like, what? This can't get an erection. What? This is, something's got to be wrong here. And so, of course, for those of you that know, I had to go see a doctor about it, who then told me, just to abbreviate that story, that uh, because this happened repeatedly for the next four interactions, three, three more after this, so four in total, I, I struggled to get erections and struggled to be sexually present with a girl from cold approach. Yet this had never been an experience for me when I was coming up in high school. And so I had to go to a doctor and I had to say, listen, man, there's a problem here. I think I need Viagra. You know, what can you do for me here? And it's, I've always mentioned him, fucking Dr. Waterworth. Dr. Waterworth. Because he's an absolute G who helped me unlock my psychology. He's, he wasn't a psychologist, but I went to him. I went to him and I said, uh, this is a, with the fourth girl now, uh, to the girl that I then eventually settled down for a two-year relationship with, and Jay. Uh, she was my it girl. She was the best of the best at that time period. 
And I remember, uh, I remember I had sexual problems with her in those first few interactions. Couldn't get it up or couldn't hold it at least with her. And I remember going to that doctor and I booked that appointment. I sat down and said, listen, you know, I, I just don't get it. When I was in high, school, in high school, I never had a problem with erections and sexual performance, et cetera. Yet now I do. And he's like, he's like, Adam, listen, I'm going to give you this prescription. And he prints out a prescription for Viagra. And just before he hands it to me, he says to me, and as I go to take it, he like hands it to me, as I go to take it, he just pulls it back and goes, but listen, it would be just as useful if you taped it to your forehead. It would be just as useful if you stuck it to your forehead. And I was like, what? He was like, Adam, as far as I've done, I've done the physical examination on you. There's nothing wrong with your blood vessels. There's nothing wrong with your body's ability to send blood flow down to that area. What this is, is a problem of psychology. You told me about his experiences, okay? You're rushing them. You're rushing them. I, because I went through all his experiences, and he's like, you're causing undue stress and anxiety. So what you need to do is relax. You need to chill out. Because even if I give you these Viagra pills, even if you go take this prescription and you take the Viagra, Viagra doesn't, Viagra, he explained it to me, he's like, the only thing Viagra does is increase blood flow. But if there is a block that is not allowing blood flow in the first place, you can overdose on Viagra and it will do nothing. You will do, it will do nothing. So you may as well just stick it to your forehead and just be the placebo effect. Because that's all it is for you. You take this Viagra, the only, the only thing that's going to get you back to your, where you should be sexually is you unlock your psychology. You have to unlock this. Now, he didn't give me any tips on unlocking the psychology. I had to go find that out for myself. And fair enough, he's not a psychologist or a sex therapist. He's just a GP, a general practitioner. But, uh, but that was all I needed. That's all I needed. That, that was an absolute eye-opener for me. So when I got back to my girlfriend after that meeting, after that meeting with my doctor, I called her up on the, on the car ride home, had that Bluetooth on, and I called her up and I said, I fucking figured it out. She's like, what? What? What did you figure out? I'm like, I figured out what this problem is. I don't need the Viagra. There's, not, there's nothing wrong because I thought there might even be like some disease-based shit going on. I'm like, there's no, there's no disease. She was like really concerned for me. It's like, there's no disease. There's nothing wrong. You need to come over tonight. You fucking come over and we're going to sort this shit out. I was like really excited. And so she came over that night. I could still see it. We took a photo that night as well. Still have that photo. And... And so it was that green tea and chill. It was that fucking green tea and chill candle. Uh, everyone else was out. It was just me and her down on the couch. I sat down on her and I explained to her the entire situation. I had not explained the situation to her before. I had not explained to her that this has happened with three other girls, three other women, much older than me, previous to her over the last month. And so I sat down with her and I just explained to her, I explained to her, the whole reason why I had to get in the cold approach. I explained to her what my sexual experiences were like before that, how this was never an issue before. I explained to the last two years of no sexual experience and then what's happened over the last month for me and why this is just all so crazy for me, all so new for me and why for her, even though she's like the best of the best, my dime piece at the time, diamond in the sky. So like of the last like three, four girls, like this in the last month, this is, this is her, right? This is this is the it girl that I refer to it as. And like, so if there's any girl that I should be able to get sexually stoked for, it should be this girl. 
Not that the other girls weren't sexually attractive, they were. But this girl, next level. So, so I'm like sitting there on the couch saying that, number one, it's not you. It's got absolutely nothing to do with you. It's 100% with me. I explain all those situations to her. And so this is what I need to do with you. I need to take things back to the beginning. So we, I need to, I need to start things at the beginning. It's not, it's not good. Even though I know you enjoy it, it's not good that we start our sexual experiences with me going down on you and bringing you to orgasm and bringing you first because I'm using that as a diversion tactic. I'm using that because I'm not confident enough to just sit in the space with you and be okay. Be okay with an erection not coming immediately because I'm up in my mind. It's like, so with that, for those of you that I'm just, I know I breezed over that. I'm sure circuiting a, uh, a story I've told in depth before, which is that was a diversion tactic. When I realized I couldn't get a strong erection, I would just bring other girls, I would just bring the girl to orgasm first. So at least she would be satisfied. But that ended up becoming a problem because it's, you're just avoiding the problem, which is that there's a reason why you're not able to get an erection here. So I was just avoiding that, practicing an avoidance behavior there. So I said to her, we need to start this back at the beginning. And so I want to spend a whole night with you just being. Just being. And so I spent a whole night, I remember that whole night, I took her into my bedroom, got that candle, put that music on, and we just laid there together. I just had her in my arms, had her rest on my chest, and we just breathed together. Just breathing. I had no concern for the erection, no concern for sex, no concern for not, not trying to touch her, not trying to let her touch me, not, none of that. Just, just be. Just, you need to go back to the star and unwire all this deeply embedded experience, uh, well, lack of experience really, like the two-year layoff, and then these last three or four experiences of girls where you couldn't sexually perform. We need to just, that's, you need to view that as inflammation. That is inflammation of the mind, of the spirit. And that if the mind and spirit is inflamed, well, then we must give it time. We must cleanse it. We must alleviate the stress first off. First off, reduce, not even just reduce, eliminate what is causing that stress to begin with. Well, what's causing this stress? What's causing the stress for me? What's causing me for me to get in my mind and for this, other, and for this guy who messaged me on Instagram? Well, for both of us, it's because we're so concerned with ourselves. It is ourselves that keep track record of your past and your future. Your past and your future does not exist objectively in this reality. There is, there is no bank you could go walk into today and there's a little, a little British man sitting there at the desk that goes, how can I help you, sir? And then all of a sudden, so, well, here's my key. And then you give him the key and he takes you down a long hallway and he opens up a door and therein lies every single little past experience you've ever had. And then all of also your future projections. And you can just access all of these. And he goes, here's, all, here's everything you've ever done. No, it doesn't exist. There's no objective bank. There's no record. There's no record of your past and your future. Right? We, 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 have, we have the internet. We have, we have written books. We have guided meditations and all these different things we go into. We have these podcasts, right? But that's all, it's, none of it's real. It's all illusionary. Right? If, if I'm not here to perceive it, 
It doesn't exist. Right? If none of us are here to at at the at the at the drop of a at the drop of a hat, of the drop of a of a finger click, if the grid got fried and all of this data was just erased, all of the pod of the last 130 something podcasts I've done and the thousands and thousands of hours were just eliminated and that all of my work that I've ever done with the ball was just eliminated and everything I've ever done and just the entire network is fried and all we're left with is just reality itself now, just just existence, no track record of anything, all our records, all books, all data, all internet, all audio, all video, gone. You can see the illusion. You can see the illusions of who we think we are in our past. Your concept of self is a very liquid idea. Yes, this life is very liquid. Okay, and so when you can take that on, say, well, in these experiences, where I'm coming into these sexual experiences, what's been the jar? What's been the dark, interjecting, intercepting beam within my waterfall flow? Well, it's, it's who I think I am. It's my past experiences. It's because I, ex- I have expectations of how I used, for me personally, of how I used to perform. And for me, it used, that's what it was. It's like, well, I used to be this way. I used to be this 16-year-old that's got his back pushed up against the door of his girlfriend going down at him and making out of her girlfriend. And that, that's who he used to be. So, I'm, so I've got this concept and holding on to myself as past Adam, a past self version of Adam. But he's not real. Adam's not real. Right? There's no objective bank. There's no record of that. That only exists in my mind. The story I told you guys of that threesome story, that's not a real, that's not real. That is my remembering of a remembering. That's me remembering of a remembering of a story. It's not the actual experience. The actual experience will never be accessed ever again. For the guy who messaged me here on the gram. The fact that you haven't had sexual experiences in the last seven years. Your memories of that. And what that feels like. That the existence of those feelings and of that stress and of that, of that anxiety. Only exists within your concept of self. Of a past you. And a future you. But if you do happen to tap into the moment at hand. If you do happen to unlock your sexual flow, your past self, your future self are eliminated. And that is when, because of that psychological unlock, that is when your physical, your physiology can be unlocked. So that's when your physical state can be unlocked. And that you can just experience, experience truly for what it is. It is, that, that's what it is. It's like, no experience is real but what's happening right now. That is only what is true. What's happening right now is the only truth you have. And anytime you step into a lie of your past or a lie of your projected future, you are inviting things just like this. Experiences like yourself right here. When you went down with this girl, you tried to have sexual experiences with her twice, you couldn't perform sexually, and then you blame it on, oh, she's got more sexual experience than me, or she's messing around with other guys. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing to do with it. That's not why you can't perform. It's not why you can't perform. I've been, I've been with girls that have been with many other guys 
uh, women that have been with many other guys than me. It's never been a problem. It's not a problem. The problem is you. The problem is who you think you are. So you need to now summon this up because I want to get to some Q&A here. For this guy to be able to progress forward. It's a two-part thing, two-pronged thing. Number one, he needs to do this internal work. He needs to do this internal work in which that, hey, hey, I just answered a question. I just answered a question on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram story, right, let me pop you up. Let me pop you up. It's very timely. Very timely. It's not long. But a guy asked me on the gram just this morning. He said, uh, question, why do we ever leave the here and now? When the here and now is the only place in time when one ever enjoys himself and most of our suffering takes place when our mind goes to the past or future. My response, my response to him was this. We leave the here and now to operate within the world of the cities via the vehicle of ego. The past and future are both critical parts of a functioning society. What's important is that we return to the world of the trees, aka the moment at hand, frequently to remember our true nature. This guy's ego is very critical. Your ego, yourself, your idea of self is very critical. If you wish to operate in the world of the cities that I refer to it as, aka modern day society. Is modern day society requires past and future to operate. That's the story we've created. The fact that we have a clock. A clock's not real. Time's not real. Existence is just existence. We had to create time, the concept of time, to organize our thoughts, to organize our efforts so that we don't go insane, so that we can progress to our idea of progression. Progression, all of your, all of your things, all of these things, podcasts, performance, etc., none of that shit exists without the concept of a past or a future. Right? We need record. We need some way to organize, as a famous psychologist once said, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, there's a name for you. As Mihai Csikszentmihalyi once said, to organize our psychic power, we must have time. We must have some concept of self. I'm adding on a part there, but his, what I'm quoting there is his idea of psych- psychic power and psychic energy. It's very critical. So I'm not telling this guy that, okay, well now... What are you saying, Adam? He's going to become a monk? He's going to become a monk? He's going to go off to the temple? How am I supposed to operate in this world if I, if I do as you say and relinquish my concept of self? Because what it sounds like you're saying, Adam, is that in order for me to tap into sexual flow, I have to completely obliterate my concept of self. And that's true. Yes, that's true. I'm, you've, you've definitely not got that mixed. You've definitely got that correct. If you got that, if you understood that, then you're on the money. Then you're on the money in this podcast. However, there seems to be an inherent paradox and issue, which is that how on earth am I supposed to handle the rest of my temple, my purpose, physical, mental, and social development, without a concept of self? How, how can I step outside my four walls and interact with this society without a concept of self? And that's where I say well, this, is, this is the greatest paradox of life, if you wish to engage it. Which is, as I said to this guy on Instagram, you must simultaneously manage the paradox of the world of the cities and the world of the trees. 
that you harness an ego that goes out into the rest of the world, into the world of the cities, your society, and uses that to serve the world. You can't, you can't serve the world. You can't serve the beings of this world without an ego, right? The very nature of serving separates you from others. For me to say that I'm going to spend every single day of my life to guide all beings on their journeys of self-cultivation, well, th- right there, I'm. I'm. And I must exist for me to do that, for me to wake up every single morning with that purpose. I must have some form of separation. Because it's who's doing that? Adam's doing that. Adam's going out there and guiding people on their journeys of self-cultivation. Whatever your purpose may be, you've all, just by the nature of doing that, you have separated yourself, therefore created a vehicle known as the ego. Now, I am not arguing with the ego. The ego, if you wish to not be the monk, if you don't want to live in a cave, if you don't want to live in a temple, and you wish to operate in modern day society, you are going to have to have an ego. How you utilize that ego is what I am more concerned with. Are you going to use it to serve? Will we harness the ego to serve? Or will we, the, will we harness the ego to destroy? Another way of looking at it, will you harness the ego to serve others or you harness the ego to serve yourself? This is how we marry that, par- that paradox. And then, as I said in the final part there, we must frequently return back to the world of the trees, aka the moment at hand, true presence, what's happening in this moment in time. In the moments that mean most, and as frequently as possible, daily, morning and night meditation to train that ability to tap into that moment at hand, but then the daily mindfulness when you're drinking the water, when you're eating your food, when you're making out with that girl, when you're in the sexually intimate moment, that you can, oh, I remember what it's like. I remember what it's like to no longer have, no ego required. In the moments when ego was no longer required, do you have the ability to tap into that? 16-year-old Adam had that in spades. A natural 16-year-old Adam had that, no problem. A 19-year-old Adam had no idea about that. He couldn't do that anymore. And so he failed miserably in that sexual experience. So there, this is... This is, this is what I, I mean, this is beautiful because I remember at the beginning of this podcast, I said to you, I parked the deep philosophical shit and it came back organically. Came back organically. Yes, sir. So you have to be able to marry the two. You have to be able to marry the two and that requires tremendous work. And so it's two work. It's internal work. It's the work to be able to go over everything I've just said and to meditate on that, to go through your journal, to, to obliterate your idea of self to spend large, large quantities of time removing your ego's teeth into your concept of self and letting him go. There's that. But I will not also stand here and say that that's all of it. No. How did I overcome? How did I overcome my inability to sexually perform? Yes, I had to let go of myself. But first and foremost, I had to swing that blade. I had to execute. It came through reps. It came through by going out there and meeting a girl after girl after girl. But remember how I said, there were three more girls after the very first one, uh, women I should say, because they're much older than me, that I had to go through those experiences with again. It's not like after the first absolute abomination with that first girl with the Lion King, uh, first 
I probably shouldn't say her name. <laughs> I shouldn't say her name. It wasn't like I just gave up on life after that. Or if not gave up on life, if I just went, okay, just going to do the inner work. Just going to do the internal work. That'll be enough. The inner work is so important. But if you do not have a mirror to reflect that inner work, how do you know that it's ever been successful? You'll never know that your internal work has been successful if you don't have a mirror to reflect it, which is what I always say. We must go out and know ourselves in relation to others. That is why cold approach is such a tremendous, tremendous modality of growth. You, you, can, you can tell me, you can tell me how, how well you think you've obliterated your concept of self in a sexual moment. Well, show me, show me. You've got to go out there and do it. So I went back out. And I got more reps in. I went out and I kept meeting girls, kept bringing girls, and kept trying again and again. Failed again. Failed three more times. Fa- to the fourth point, to the point where I had to go to a bloody doctor because I thought it was so bad. And then, and then again, and then went to town on it in a tactical execution-based way where I sat her down and we, I said, okay, we're going we're gonna to restart at the beginning. And I rewired my behavior, rewired my psychology. Didn't have a problem after that, though. Didn't have a problem after that. And that's where, <laughs> when I mentioned to Valvaclay, you know, three-hour erections, five-hour erections, erections, climax that's on tap, climax that's on your control, on your power. That's normal. That's normal. That's our natural state. If you don't have the ability to control climax and control sexual performance, well, then you've got some work to do. You have some work to do, which I've laid out in this podcast. But look how it came through the reps. Came through the reps. Now, I know we're in COVID-19 right now. The world is in the depths of deep pandemic, but it's not going to last forever. This too shall pass. And for this guy, I will now wrap up as I want to go into Q&A now. And of course, the Super Chats go first. What's the plan for this guy? The plan for this guy is that, oh, now's a great time for him to go on that inner work that I've just discussed. But make no mistake, when COVID-19 is done and dusted, when ISO is lifted, and when we do that, when we do that bowl session, that world bowl session, where every guy goes out on the same night, we will organize a night where every guy goes out. Because it'll be the first night, and I'll make when when every city has agreed. Okay, we're over this isolation shit. We can organize a night where every guy's going to go out at the same night. He's going to need to go out, and he's going to need to start at the beginning. He's going to need to go out through the tactical reps, bring in more mirrors one by one. He goes out. He brings another girl in. Open qualification vestment close. Fantastic. Brings her back to his place. Day two. Yes, sir. Okay. I realize I've got a lot of fucked up things and with my mentalities. I think I've been doing work on my mentalities. I'm not really sure yet. How about instead of rushing it, let's just bring her in. Coconut oil, if she's down for that. If not, just some green tea and chill with some candles. A little bit of rug, a little bit of rug action. Start massaging with her. Lay down next to her. Okay. Put my arm around her. Get it to lie on my chest. Breathe. Breathe. How about I just spend an entire night breathing with her? I would like, I would like to have been in those sexual experiences that this guy mentioned where he was unable to perform. And I would like to have been there from the moment it started to the moment it ended. And I would like to have just like a little, like a little 
fairy on the wall just to like a little eye just a little third perspective just to watch his behavior just to watch his breathing watch his pacing how slow how fast was he this is the micro shit i'm talking about that you can only learn through experience but for him what's most important start back at the beginning forget about sex why are you trying to have sex so quickly if i took seven years if i had not had sexual experience in seven years holy shit I'm going to be, for the first, I would say, at least five sexual experiences with a girl, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm just going to be breathing over. Making out and breathing over. If an erection comes, good. Forget about it. If she, if she's, uh, if I feel she's getting wet, good. Forget about it. I just want to breathe over. You have seven years, seven years off. What's most important, say, what's most important here? was that he was rushing to the end game. He was rushing to the end point. He was rushing to that, that validation point of that we were going to have I was be able, I'll be able to get through this and say that I finally had sex. That's what he rushed to and that's why he imploded. But if he could start back at the beginning and go, well, I spent a whole night, I spent seven nights with this girl across the next month and we're just going to lie down there and just breathe and just breathe. Now him, his mind might go back, hey, but what if she's not happy with that? What if she drops me because she's I'm disappointing her, I'm not sexually pleasing her? There he is again. There he is again. There's your concept of self again. Just now comparing to the future. Just now stuck in the projected future. That's why he needs to do the work to eliminate that self. Eliminate that self. If in the event that a girl drops you because you're going too slow for her, that's what it is. You couldn't provide her what she needed. Fair, fair play, fair play to her. If you're so attached to her that you can't accept that fact and that you're so unconfident that you couldn't bring another girl in to try again, just give up now then. Just give up now. Because, go back to my story. I didn't give up after the first absolute abomination. I went out and kept meeting girls, three more girls, until I finally got over it. So you've got to have a simultaneous confidence that I can meet anyone anywhere anytime, which gives me unlimited ability to experience more and more, which then allows me to detach from having to perform. Because if, if only if I have the ability to bring in multiple experience, unlimited experience, can I be devoid from the attachment of having to make any one experience work out, which is what we spoke about in the last Q&A, which is a thank you to... Uh, Thank you to Ian Keister. I think it was Ian? Well, one of I think it was Ian. He dropped a time mark on the last social Q&A in the comments about what I just spoke about, which is uh, a really good time mark. Thank you for that. So, fuck. What a, what a fucking run. Let's go on Q&A, baby. That's it. Let's go on Q&A. I just want to thank you guys for being here. If you are enjoying this content, please hit that thumbs up down below. Support this channel. Now, because we've almost been going for <laughs> we've almost been going for two hours here, and we haven't even started Q and A yet. I am going to address the super chat, give my love to that, and uh, we're going to wrap it up real quick. We're going to wrap it up after that. So if you if you think your question is super important, drop a super chat. Otherwise, I'll uh, I might just have to breeze over them. I might just go through them quickly. But that was a two hour fucking. 
that was fucking two hours of hype shit. Like that was such straight value right there. Like I, that was so good, that threesome story. But then the juxtaposition of me at 19 being a complete fuck up, that's fucking real. That's the journey. Okay, so we got Ollie 99 who donated the first super chat of $2 euro. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Ollie. Arigato gozaimashita. He says to me, Yo, Adam, have you any special tricks for closing with a tongue-in-cheek emoji? So I remember asking him for further context. I just want to see if he actually gave me any further context. If he doesn't, I'm going to have to be very general about it, which I don't like being general, especially for Super Chats. But uh, we'll make do. Let me just see if he's dropped any further context. He has not. So, sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to see if he has any uh, for if he if, I don't think so. No, he didn't. So he must have dipped out by now. So I'm just, he's probably asleep right now because if he's in Europe, they're probably asleep. So Ollie, do I have any special tricks for you for closing? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say just because you're, if you're asking that question, you're a beginner, but I would like to steer you away from the idea of special tricks. There is no tricking in a direct, congruent, and authentic... Sorry, sorry, let me start that again. There is no tricking a woman into progressing a sexual interaction. You know, that, that's, that's some old school dark pickup shit. You know, having to trick the girl and... Use uh, tack, deduct magical tactics. Tactics. No, there's no tricks. There's no tricks to closing. Okay, closing consists of two. There's probably more than two things, but I'll consolidate you for here. Closing consists of pro- predominantly number one, two things. Number one, leading. Number two, seeding of a story. That's all you need to know. When it comes to leading, uh, closing. Number one, you must be in the leading mindset. You can be ridiculously caveman about it. You can be very unrefined. But if you have the intent to lead, because why are we closing, Ollie? Ollie, why are we closing? Because we can't see it and progress it right now. That's the only reason you would close an interaction. Because we can't get this right now. So if I can't go on an instant day right now, for those of you that have my ebook, Hierarchy of Closing, instant day first. We always want to go as deep as possible first. If time permitted, if socially savvy, if she's not literally walking into work and I have five minutes, she has five minutes, well, let's go a level deeper. So we're our closing. If that's not permissible though, and we have to end this interaction here as we can't physically see each other anymore, well then I'm going to be in that mindset of that we're going to lead this, we're going to lead this deeper. And this is where part two of closing comes in, which is seed with a story. We don't just end on transaction. We don't just check out, chick this bitch as in the interaction I'm referring to as this bitch. We don't check out, check this girl, all right? When you're coming in, you realize, okay, socially savvy, don't have time for an instant day right now. What's the next best thing that Adam's saying? Well, the next best thing would be a form of closing up with our digits here, but most importantly, seeding for a story. Because why? It does, the phone doesn't matter, does it? The, the modality doesn't matter, whether it's the gram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Facebook, that doesn't matter. Pigeon? That doesn't matter. Why? 
because this is just the logistical modality, the bridge in which that we will connect to the next meeting. Ah, there's what's important, the next meeting. The reason why we are closing, because we need to see each other again. So however that fucking has to happen, whether it's WhatsApp, Instagram, or direct number. I recommend direct number first. However, some girls, traveling, etc. Instagram's going to be better. So what's really important is once you've selected your modality, is that you go hard on the story, which is that, well, listen, we can't get this right now, but another time, you and I, let's adventure. Let's create tea adventure. Yeah, let's go find a drink together. Let's go check out this food market. Hey, have you checked this out? Let's try that out. But most importantly, cement it on that we will see each other again for an experience and adventure together. If you drop that seed, that reduces your flakes by 80%, 100%. As long as, you know, of course, uh, making sure the rest of your interaction was solid. Assuming the rest of your interaction was on point. So, Ollie, get away from special tricks for closing. No special tricks. You do not need a trick of girl in the closing. Your open qualification investment should have all set up for a fantastic close, which is just based on, on two things. Number one, leading. The leading mindset of that we need to see each other again. And part two, how to tactically execute that. With a story, seating with a story. That's it. That is it. So I thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, I'm going to breeze through some questions here just quickly. We've been gone for two hours. And I need to finish. Holy shit. Did I just... Did I just... I think... Uh, did I just... Uh, oh, thank God I did. Oh, shit. Sometimes I often have a client on Friday afternoons. And I actually think I just, for a second, I like, I like skipped a heartbeat because I thought I, uh, I thought because we've been gone for so long, I thought I just went over, like missed the session with it. I'm like, oh fuck, no, that's for a different day. So, by the way, shout out to uh, Happy Good Friday for those of you on Easter. It's technically Easter right now. Obviously, I'm not Christian, but for those of you that are, uh, hope you're having a good time. To my Jewish friends, happy Passover. Okay, so if that's what you're, participating in so uh so i'm going to go through some break break questions here brief just some brief questions here. i'm just going to go over some things just to address you guys but quite frankly i think this is where this needs to end uh i'll see if there's anything really really intense i can what's something i can answer quickly indonesia why are you in australia what what do you mean why i'm in australia so it's Go to send me a message on Tinder. Get the fuck out of here. Why am I? Why am I Australia? That's where I fucking live. Okay, anyways. So let me go back up this chat. And I'll just breeze over these questions if I don't have a super chat. So, Sal had a question saying, what do girls really mean when they say, in quotes, all guys are the same? In quotes. And, sorry, there's more quotes here. All guys are assholes. In quotes. More quotes. All guys are players. In quotes. What is their thought process behind it? How to avoid getting identified as one of those. By the way, guys, if there are any really good questions I haven't answered before, I will save them and I will address them in separate videos. So let me just think about this. What do girls really mean when they say? Yeah, that's a, that's a, I just had a bit of a brain chart. That, that would be a good video series. What do girls really mean when they say? And then just doing a whole series on that. Hmm. Hmm. Should I save these? Listen, I'll give you some value right here, which is that this is with this, this cell. Because I think I want to go deeper on that. I've got a I've got an idea of that. 
when girls say all guys are the same, all guys are assholes, all guys are just players, right? All they're saying right there is, what well, you could are they saying it directly to you? Because are they the context? Are they saying it to their friends or are they saying it to just you? Because he's saying how to avoid getting identified as one of those. Uh, yeah, very broad, very general. Are they saying it to you directly? If she's, if she's saying to you, you're just like all other guys, you're just the same as all other guys, you're an asshole like all other guys, or uh, you're just a player like all other guys. If she's saying it just like that to you, but then why is she saying that to you? Like, like what was the impetus? So what do girls really mean when they say that? If you want to take it very generally, what girls are really saying there is that they're just fed up. They're fed up with guys that treat them poorly. That's really all they're trying to say. All they're trying to say is that they want themselves a, 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 a knight, a white knight in shining armor, but most guys aren't that. And so they hate the fact that most guys are just the same. They're all assholes and they're all players. They all like the same way. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because if, if, all go, if girls routinely say this, yet simultaneously, girls seem, seem, still seem to be happy to get with guys, yet all these guys are still the same, and all these guys are still assholes, and all these guys are still players. Hmm. So it's not really an issue, is it? It's not really an issue. Uh, this goes back to one of my core concepts. A girl might not like the T's and C's, she'll still agree to them. I'll leave that there. Uh, da, 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 moving down. <clears throat> okay, huge. <laughs> I was just about to say his name. You can't not laugh when you say this guy's name. Huge schlong. <laughs> such a good name. It's such a good username. Oh, fuck. It's the actual, his full username is a succubus with a huge slog. But just, just, just say the short abbreviated version. I can't not laugh. <laughs> a huge slog, he says to me. Adam, thoughts on women saying, <laughs> saying, sorry, unfortunately, I have a boyfriend. Well, sorry, I am married uh, during day game. I, I, get, I get a lot of these when I try and get their number and is one of my biggest sticking points. This story is... Sto- this, okay, that's his question. Okay, so the, the actual... I'm, I'm almost crying here. This is such a funny story. Uh, sorry, unfortunately... So when women say, unfortunately, I have a boyfriend... Sorry, I have a boyfriend. Sorry, I'm married during day am. I get this a lot when I try and get their number and it's one of my biggest sticking points. Okay, so that tells me a lot right there. If a woman says to you at the beginning of an interaction, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Sorry, I'm married. That's very good. That means she has recognized your intent. She realizes the sexual potential of this interaction. You've done your job. Very good. Now, if a girl says to you that at the end of an interaction, eight out of 10 times, you fucked up. Eight out of ten times, she thought you were just having a friendly interaction. You guys were, you were just this nice fucking sponge. You were this nice sponge. Just, oh, what a nice guy. I have some coffee with this guy. Ah, oh, I'll go out and walk my dog with this guy. Right, that, that's her idea of you right there. 
So she was happy to talk with you for 15, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, when you just spring it on her that, oh, well, could I get your number? Right, could I get your number? You try and close on her. And she's like, wait, what? What? You, you weren't, this wasn't a sexual interaction. She's not saying that. That's how she feels. So she goes, oh, no, I should have, I should have a boyfriend. I should, I'm actually married. And a lot of the times it's legit. It's legit. You can always tell it's legit if it doesn't, if it's not a linger. If it's very, sh- if it's, it's very like short and sharp, it's like, sorry, I actually have a boyfriend. I'm sorry, I actually, uh, I'm actually married. It's like very to the point. It's like very matter of fact. It's probably legit. But if it's a girl that's like just kind of puppy dogging you going, oh, I'm so sorry, but I actually have a boyfriend. Don't actually marry it. If it has that linger, she's puppy dogging you then uh, it's not legit. Either way, the result is the same. It doesn't matter, which is that you fucked up your intent. She didn't think this was a sexual potential, so she didn't have to tell you at the beginning. That's eight out of 10 times. There are two out of 10 times where a girl who does legitimately have a boyfriend, does legitimately is married, woman's married, or is engaged more regularly, won't mention it at the beginning because you have just delivered you have just delivered on your masculine package. You guys fucking connect. Her feminine energy is getting just, just roaring. And she's just been blown away by the fact of what's going on here. And literally doesn't want, like subconsciously, doesn't want to mention the fact that the boyfriend or fiance exists because she knows that would end this interaction. You know, especially a lot of girls that, uh, you know, guys assume, this is my problem with guys that... <laughs> I know I said I was going to go, look, I thought I was, this is just a very good question, so I, I, I'll, I'll go a little deeper on this. Guys assume a girl is telling him that the, let me, let me rephrase this. Guys assume that the boyfriend's a bad thing. I don't know why. I don't know why. If a girl is telling you she has a boyfriend or a fiance or a husband, is she or is she not still standing in front of you? She's still standing in front of you. Therefore, she has some form of intent, some form of interest. If a girl doesn't want to be there, she won't be. If any of you have any any modicum of experience in cold approach, a girl who does not want to be there is already gone. She's already left. She'll walk away telling you, yeah, sorry, I don't have a boyfriend. She's gone. But if if you go on it and you go on this course, and this is the two out of ten times where a girl has just been so fucking blown away because you've done such a great job, Ben, she's like, oh, fuck. No, she's like being stunned by this interaction. She wakes back up to the reality of life and goes, oh, fuck. Well, he's trying to close her. Oh, fuck, I have to tell him I have a boyfriend now because right, he's, he's closing this now. He's leading it now. So she's like, she's like, I'm so sorry, but I actually have a boyfriend. I actually, I'm actually married. And it's very matter of fact, so you know it's legit. Most guys interpret that as, okay, wife flag. Wave the wife flag. How do I interpret that? Ah, I'm in. I'm in. This is the beginning of the dance. For those of you that watch Wolf of Wall Street, for those of you that uh, that know anything about business, the first no is the beginning of the story. The first no is the beginning of the of the yes. Like this, this is okay. We can. This is a story. This is the. We're in now. This is the dance. So if I get a girl like that, it's like, oh, you got that. You got. You married her. You got kids already. Like I'm gonna fucking tease her back. When she tells me this and she tells me she has this boyfriend or this fiance, I'm like, what, you guys married already? You got kids already? I'm going to qualify my teaser on that. 
and then I drop her down. Come back to investment, which is what we call looping. Once investment's done, once the looping's done, come back. All right, listen, give her the empathy. Listen, I know you got a boyfriend. I know you've uh, got this fiance, but fuck it, life's too short. And we've also got a connection. So wherever this goes, however it goes, whatever, we need to stay connected. So you got a phone? Let's exchange details. Let's stay connected together. Notice what changes in the seed or story. Because there's still a seed and story, isn't it? It's not just let me get your number. You know, it's like, oh, I know you have a boyfriend, but let me just get your number. You know, it's, it's not that. It's no. Well, what did I hammer on there? Story. Connection. Which is that life's too fucking short. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. Right, but we have a connection, and I know you got this boyfriend. Okay, fuck him. I'll say I'll say to a girl regularly, fuck him. But anyways, if, if that's still there, let's just exchange details and just stay connected. Okay, you never know what's going to happen. The amount of times I have closed a fiance, a girl who has a fiance, who a month later, three weeks later, two weeks later, several months later, texts me back saying, "Adam, Adam, we broke up. We broke up." See, that never occurs to guys. Who played the short ball? You play the short ball, it never occurs to you that what if what what if I presented a better package than the boyfriend? And she just needed a week or two to realize this and she wants to jump ship. She wants to give us another bat. Or even if for circumstances you didn't even have influence over, they broke up anyway. You never even conceptualize this. Duh. So inefficient, <laughs> so inefficient. So, anyways, that's a big that's a, for the huge slong. I give you that. Now he then went on to say this story. This story is insane and interesting, especially for Adam being sixteen. Lucky bastard. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say lucky. That was the result of someone who was fucking operating. I was operating at that time. There was no luck involved in that at all. Anyways, nice Matt going on saying, lol, LeMayo, huge schlong comes in saying, Loki, feel like your girlfriend's, oh yeah, we mentioned that before. <laughs> Loki, yeah, we mentioned that. And nice Matt says, so wrong, but do right. Justin Hage says, the tuck and pull strategy to hide it. Yeah, wait, I think we went over these. Oh wait, no, no, we didn't go over these ones. Uh, huge schlong says, I punch myself in the face to make sure it's real. Ovidio22 says, oi. Uh, huge schlong says, you basically experience what people in porn do guess so it's like a porno yeah kind of i guess uh nice max says i'm not sure why sometimes sorry for the toilet there uh i'm not sure why sometimes i just blurt out sad random facts to get the girl's attention i think i do that to keep the girls interested in me but ended up losing their interest yeah nice mac i would not recommend would not recommend if you got sad random facts in your life I would highly recommend resolving those internally first. And that's not to say that you can't be vulnerable with a girl and open with a girl, but at a certain stage of the interaction, not at the beginning, not, not when you're first getting to know each other. So there's a guy who moving on says, first time in the live chat, but I, don't, I can't pronounce your name because it's quite frankly not in English. So I'm sorry, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, Schlong says, you're actually pretty ex experienced from an early age of women. You are so lucky. I didn't care about anything until age 20, so I'm pretty behind socially. Hopefully, he stayed around for what happened to me at 19. Definitely no luck. <laughs> I don't believe in that luck shit. Uh, everything we do in this life is a result of our actions. 
everything that we receive is a result of our actions. So, Andy Powell. Andy Powell's up in here. Oh, the guy, the guy with the non-English username says, do you still do a carnivore diet? Do you recommend? Have you tried the keto diet? Just very quickly, yes, I did keto for two years. It was good until I started getting back into mixed martial arts training and found that I felt very sluggish in the more highly glycolytic activities, so I stopped doing straight keto. I have been doing carnivore since January 1st. Uh, yes, I'm still doing carnivore. What's it? We're in April now, so four months. Um, I've just been messing around with it. I've been playing around with it. I'll give you guys a full update on my carnivore diet in a two months' time. I decided I would hold off into it until the six months just to give it some real time. But yeah, still doing carnivore. It's going great. Love it. Um, Justin Biarco says, tips on going down on girls. Okay, Justin, that's a very deep question, even though it's so short. I don't have time to answer today, but I'll answer it another time. Ask, just ask me another time. It's a very deep question. Ah, the guy, the guy with a non-English username says, my name is Iago from Israel. Well, thank you, Iago. Thank you for the question. Sakil Dulami says, nice how you were able to try and handle and how to actually comfort your girlfriend, girl's friend, your girl's friend. Nice how you were able to try and handle and to actually comfort your girl's friend. Yeah, that was really important. If you're in a threesome situation, have an individual discussion with each and every one of, with, with each partner. Like don't, don't just end it on like, well, see you. Have some emotions with it. Explore. Gil's, Gillis, these usernames, Gillis301 says, tips on how to lose my virginity ASAP. Also, I think I need to flirt more. I'm too much of a nice guy, huh? Can you answer my question, please? I need to sleep. It's 3.12 a.m. for me. So, because uh, we're going well over time here, I'm just breezing through this, but, you know, how to lose, tips on how to lose your virginity ASAP. My first tip would be, Forget about having to lose your virginity ASAP. If you've listened to anything of what I've said in this podcast, that that mindset will be the very thing that forces you to not lose your virginity. That is the very thing that will cause you sexual dysfunction. So you need to go back and re-listen re- re- to this podcast. Sivapratap uh, Sanjeeva says, makes sense. Andy Powell says, Adam, right now, personal interactions are no-go, of course. So, do you recommend practice gaming girls over the phone while we're in this period of social distancing? If so, what are some good goals? My intent is to enjoy the masculine and feminine polarity. And if the interaction is great, lead to phone sex. Adam, what are your thoughts? Cheers. Very good question, Andy, and something I can answer very quickly. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, when I was very young, back when I was like 13 to 16, uh, phone sex was a big thing back in those days. It's not so much anymore, but I'd highly recommend cultivating your ability to have, uh, phone conversations with girls you're already in interactions with. I'm not recommending start cold calling girls or start if you've just got like first interactions with girls. Now girls you're already in, like you've already had a couple of dates with or whatever. Yeah. Start having chats with and start progressing to, uh, more sexual interactions over the phone. That's good fun. That's good fun. Uh, but just yes, yes, and yes, Andy. Uh, Schlong says, it makes me laugh seeing his reaction to my name. Lameo, it's so funny. He can't control himself. I can't. It's hilarious. By the way, she mentioned it near the end. She seemed interested at the start, but I wasn't out for her. Seemed too nice. Uh, Gillis says, I'm going on lads holiday. 
would be my best chance of getting laid. Your best chance of getting laid would be to forget about getting laid and just having direct, congruent, authentic relationships, masculine to feminine polarity. Okay, my friends, that's where I'm going to wrap up this social Q&A live. So I actually ended up answering all the questions. Just there were questions I could breeze over. And I just want to thank Ollie for donating that super chat. I really appreciate it. So, uh, but that's why I gave him more time. So what a session, my friends. I wish you guys a great Easter. If you did enjoy this content, just before you leave, if you please drop a thumbs up on this video, that would support this channel greatly. And I'd be very much uh, appreciative of that. Uh, if you aren't signed up to the free weekly email newsletter, boldoja.com, put your email in, free article this week on the Masters of Destruction. Also, a free gift when the guided meditation comes out. And fuck yeah, have a great weekend. Got a lot of podcasts coming up. Got a lot of joint podcasts coming up. Stay updated. Instagram, at Tang one And uh, wishing you guys the best in your journeys as always. <clears throat> wishing you the absolute best. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, the Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com and finally if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel support this podcast and everything that i'm doing here you can do so by donating through the paypal link which is paypal.me forward slash a-d-a-m-o-o-i or also directly through boldojo.com in the boldojo podcast section there's a donate link right at the top there anything that you guys do send it goes straight back to this channel and everything i'm doing so i really appreciate it thank you very much and this, my friends, is where I shall leave you. Until next time. On Dragon Ball. No, not on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy. <laughs>